previously on Martini John. There's a there's a pushback against uh, Fight Club, even though it's completely obvious that Fight Club is an anti uh, toxic masculinity movie, anti fascist, anti Nazi movie. People are just like, well, people might not get it, so I'm just going to treat it as if it is that. And I'm like, I understand that, um, but also, what are you going to do about that? Some people are dumb. <laughs> you know, like you can't, right. you can't, you can't just make dumb movies because people that see it might be too dumb to understand it. Are yeah. all are all heist films, or like, are all heist films about class, or are these only British heist films that are about class? British, British heist, heist films are about class. Almost yeah. all every British film is about class. Almost yeah, every right. single one. <laughs> yeah, like like what the servant, for instance, and like all, all that stuff. Everything, everything, every yeah. British film we cover basically comes down to that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. With Nell and I, about class. <laughs> Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 82, which are two films by Alexander Payne, who is mostly known for his films about social commentary, not necessarily a good reflection of society or the people that live in it. He's done films such as About Schmidt, Sideways, Election, Citizen Ruth, and many more. But we decided to take on the more friendly, audience-friendly versions, the films that are about family, um, and took on The Descendants from 2011 and Nebraska from 2013. We thought that was worth it for the holidays. At the same time, we discuss whether these films are really Oscar-worthy, as they intend, definitely tended to be nominated for Oscars, or are they really sort of intended as Oscar bait? Anyway... You can imagine where this conversation goes, and especially if you are a Martini Giant fans. Uh, anyway, this is the our last show from 2021. It's been a very interesting year, and we are certainly glad that you were able to spend some of the hours of this year with us and experience some of the our conversation. And we certainly hope that we will be able to continue those conversations in 2022. Of course, we want to remind you that we are always available for discussion. If you guys have more to talk about and you would like to hear more shows that we can do in 2022, you can always reach out to us on all the social media channels that we've mentioned in the past. Uh, and of course, remember that Twitch is one of the best places to have live discussions with us as we record all of these podcasts on Twitch. So make sure to follow us there, twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant. We would love to see you there in 2022. But for now... Enjoy episode number 82, The Descendants and Nebraska. Uh, Eric has to leave slightly early. Slightly so, early. So we are... Like an hour are, 15, I got an anniversary, my mother's 60th. Oh, nice. Your father's too, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> no, they've been divorced for years, but she still likes to carry it on and do her thing. And we go along. Remember that time 60 years ago and I'm... Ah, well. <laughs> and uh, so we just are like, sure. But at least she's not like, where's my air compressor? Yeah. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. That was oh, good. Congrats. That was good. It's good a little time. vaudeville to start us off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the opening thing. Um, yeah. How have you guys been? Good. I've been doing my thing. Uh, busy, busy, busy. Um, but generally it's going, going okay. I, uh, uh yeah, <laughs> that wasn't an okay sound. <laughs> it's just so much. 
so much like, things so much things so much things mm-hmm. you know what i think that. it's great if you look at your if you look at yourself on on twitch uh, dan is that your size of your camera next to your little avatar of you is oh, this cloak almost the same size it's like yeah. you're standing next to yourself that's nice I, I i now think i want to get like a little standee like i think that'd be pretty great what's like so I, I just you know like, like a, the little cardboard cutouts yeah Something like that, and it's so maybe so actually, king of comedy, <laughs> ma. <laughs> I think that's it. I wonder if I can still I can make that same face. Let's see if I can get this right, guys. Like, is that right? I can't tell. I can do. Well, hold on a second. Oh, it's this way. Oh, uh, uh-huh. there you go. Uh-huh. There you go. You got uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I almost got it synced up. <clears throat> Eric, turn to your left. Yeah. Just, just you, you keep your body straight, but turn, you turn your head to the left completely, completely. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Keep turn. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Now, <laughs> there now screen, screen grab that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys yeah. making fun of me? No, no, no. We're no. all we're doing celebrating it. our. Uh, we're celebrating our live av- profiles. Yeah, our avatars that you made <clears> for us, <throat> which I, we we love. We love. Uh, and uh, we want to give people an update on the uh, incoming Martini Giant artwork. Yes, uh, that uh, is headed. Uh, that we've seen the previews of. And yeah, it's our, coming out this week, and then I have some uh, other stuff coming out. But it's going to be good, and it would be perfect for the holiday season. It's a lovely Christmas gift. If you go to martinigiant.com and go to our store, you will also see a wide selection of other gifts that you can take a look at, including shower curtains and bath mats, because that's what we want to be associated with. Clean opinions on film. And and, uh, left-handed mugs and right-handed mugs. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All beautifully designed by our own co-host, Mr. Eric Hewlett. Yes, it's amazing. (laughs) In-house team. In-house team. Yeah. Yeah, But we're very, very impressed with the new... This may be my very favorite thing that is coming out. Oh yeah! Right now, oh yeah! When it, when it, when of it, all of them, I'm gonna buy it so hard. It's, it's true, be man. Like, it's gonna be so. Yeah, I, I think this may become my um, my official background. Uh, <laughs> like I will have some enormous poster of that printed up and just hung behind me, so you'll see my fun. my face here. Hey, we're gonna have a lot of fun here. with the kids. And here, it's um, nice. It'll be good. I'm excited. Uh, we just gotta. I gotta just. I I actually. Speaking of that, I, I kind of designed like different um, logos or, or Martini Giant underneath. There's so many cool ones that we could probably use them on a separate thing. So, because ah. mm. you know how under the poster it says Martini Giant, I kind of went crazy and I designed these things that match that style. But there's like four or five really good ones that could probably just be separate T-shirts. I think also coasters. If we can get coasters made. Coasters we, would be good. Yeah. If we can't get uh, martini giant martini glasses yet made just yet, we're not quite at that level, then I would like coasters as an introduction to the concept of having an etched glass martini. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really I did lovely. look, I did, we did look at one point for, uh, for um, uh, CG garage. We were going to do uh, CG garage etched glass like cups or whatever mm-hmm. as it and we we're going to do those as giveaways to people for like go you know like like almost like um 
for people who came on to the podcast as a gift, but it turned out they were really fucking expensive. <laughs> what the hell, them. dude? Well, one of the things that I know you and I talked about, Chris, probably about eight, maybe nine months ago, was um, Martini Giant uh, Night Guards, you know, to help you for... Oh, it'd be so good. Like Martini yeah. Giant. So those are something I think a lot of people are, you know, you get emails like, do you guys have Night Guards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And the thing is, so, I mean, I, th- I still think we should print the text backwards because who else is going to see it but you looking in the mirror? That's right. right. In the morning. So, that's very smart. Yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, point. like, it's you, you know, it's your is your significant other, maybe, but, you know, it's right. more important. That's I what agree. it really comes down to. Um, we have in the chat a, um, a note from uh, Alan that says, Eric, you're an illustrator. Do you... Uh, uh, do you storyboard and or do digital art? You too, Dan. Do you do a lot of concept art? Uh, I know uh, what life you're about, Chris. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. What, 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 is, what is my life about? That, that third part is a little bit. Uh, that's the saucy uh, bit. That's yeah. The, that's the really good stuff. Alan brings the brings the uh, brings the spice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what what my this life isn't is the doing conversation now. We gotta leave yeah. the spice out. You're an illustrator. Do you do storyboard or digital paint? Yeah, I'm actually been a 3D artist and a compositor and 3D artist lighting um, for 25 years, 24 years. Yeah. But I also, I, I'm a big, um, I do a lot of look development now. So it's Maya, 3D, and then I use a lot of substance painter, designer, nuke or compositing package and you know photoshop so it's 3d 2d but yeah book dev concept and then i, I would basic. i would call i would call eric a a a, a generalist uh most i'm a generalist that, yeah that is uh mostly focused on on uh lighting and compositing uh but he also does some great illustration uh and i'm a traditional artist too a traditional artist thing. Yeah, so I believe the phrase is fine artist. You are a fine d- artist. D- a fine artist as well, but he's he's also uh, a, a great writer filmmaker. and a director and filmmaker mm-hmm. and uh, does a lot of stuff. And I have known Eric probably uh, t- at least 20 years. So No. <laughs> yeah. 2002. 2001. That would be 2001. years. 2001. <laughs> so what is that? It's a roughly 20 year span. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I said. Right. I, yeah, I said over 20 years. Oh, <laughs> you lied. By, 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 this, hey, Eric, this is probably our, our 20th anniversary, just like <gasps> your parents' 60th. Oh, it's nice. This now is very touching. <laughs> Imagine this time when we first met, your parents were celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to bring that up tonight, and they'll say, Chris, who? who? <laughs> oh, one of the fellows you do the podcast with. That's right. That's right. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. and Dan, Dan, I've known I've known Dan for for a, quite a long time. Not as long as Eric, actually, but Dan. Uh, mostly, I was I knew him as a, a mad painter, uh, mm-hmm. but he does uh, also fantastic great writer director. Great, great writer director. Thank you. Uh, and uh, lots of, I mean, he is a creative tour de force in a lot of ways. <laughs> Yes, that um, means I punch people in the face. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, in fact, I just, I'm very proud. I just had, uh, I do concept art. And one of the things I uh, spent a good portion of the year working on uh, is on Netflix now with Lost in Space. I did some uh, monster design and other things for that. So you can see that. Awesome. Oh, and, well, that kind of jazz. No, it's fun. 
Yeah. Good fun stuff. And also, yes, uh, back to Jason. <laughs> Greetings, programs. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Excellent. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, there's some really hilarious uh, shorts uh, with Dan as an actor, uh, uh, specifically parodies of Tron. <laughs> if you go to my YouTube page, you will see these things. I've uh, They are directed by uh, Mr. Ben Hansford, who's a hilarious uh, director, an excellent director. Uh, and uh, we co co-wrote them but it is his uh comedic timing that makes this thing sing and yeah go to uh, look up daniel throne on youtube and you'll get all sorts of stuff that's not me but eventually in the 30th page you'll see me <laughs> yeah way to make him dig into it <laughs> i'm just saying what what, 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 were the, what was the series called it was tron, tron reboot here for the people in chat i will just put this i'll look it up right now yeah tron reboot uh they uh i i just literally pissed my pants when i saw those i was they laughing are, so hard i can't like i have to say uh if you look up ben hansford stuff in general look up ben hansford on on the googles you will find a lot of incredibly funny material he's a really really wonderful director and it's awesome yeah. to work with him uh and here is i'm just putting this look at all that there it is look at all that stuff free danthron content on youtube yeah and as much as you want and most of it is insufferable or indes indecipherable yes. <laughs> but there's a ben hansford tron reboot a section yep. at the bottom there yep. scroll which on is really good. see a lot of blue and me in yeah. spandex i apologize and you in spandex content warning Whoa. and in spandex <laughs> yeah. there's a uh, some i'll just put it this way you can uh luckily due to some clever cg we are <laughs> saved from seeing uh dan's crack yeah. it is uh, it's bracing it's a bracing moment but okay that's what I, I commit to my art you wore spandex yeah. i am wearing spandex yeah there he also did a very very short short where you come in as a as a, a mexican wrestler and wake someone up Oh, I love that tear one. Your, that tear is, your shirt uh, off. Dave, yes. uh, Dave 3D guy is uh, uh, actually in that short. So, uh -huh. uh, it's a mere 13 seconds, but it's one of my <laughs> favorite things I have ever, ever worked on. Uh -huh. I don't know if that's actually up there. I'm going to have to put that up on the site. It's pretty fun. Okay, let's get into this because I know Eric does not have uh, as much time, so he unfortunately will have to leave early. So the movies we are covering today are going to be uh, two movies uh, by Alex Payne or Alexander Payne. Mm -hmm. Does it go by Alexander or Alex? He's credited I as Alexander. It is Alexander. Yeah. Okay. Alexander Payne. And uh, he, in fact, there's, I was looking at the movies and, and, and there's, we probably should do another one of his because there's some fantastic movies that he's done over the years. Uh, but the ones that we are going to be covering and we decided would be good for the holidays would be ones that are centered around family. family right. Right. So we are. Uh, covering uh, two films, Nebraska and The Descendants. Um, for those in chat, uh, which have you guys seen any of these or not? Just go ahead and let us know which ones you've seen or not seen, or if you hadn't seen any, that's fine. George Clooney uh, in Hawaii or Will Forte in Black and White? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> good, good way of putting it. Uh, what? Now, Eric, since you have to leave first, which one do, are you the most excited to talk about? I'm excited uh, to talk about uh, The Descendants. Okay, I thought so. So I am excited to... Why did you to, think so? Uh, because um, uh, I, I, it just, I think when we first mentioned this as a 
as a uh, as a pairing, you got very excited about the Descendants, which I agree. Um, I liked both of these films a lot, mm-hmm. but what's interesting in the back of my mind, I have this weird feeling about both of them, but mm-hmm. more at, at the descendants towards the end. I have a couple of things that bother me about the descendants, but at the same time, it's like such a, a great film, a really good film. Um, it's yeah. okay. Eric, what is your, what is your issue with it? Can we talk about, we should probably describe what these things are for anyway. Yeah, we, I, yeah, I'll tell you, because part of it is the ending, and I don't want to get into that until we go through the whole story. Uh, and th- that's the main thing. But the story is is actually really clever and and very, really interesting story to tell. Uh, but I'll get, let, let's, let's start with that. So it starts off uh, mainly, uh, the descendants starts off with, uh, you see a woman uh, water skiing. She's probably water skiing or doing something on a boat, I believe. Um, and um, uh, that's all we see. And then the next shot, she, you see this, presumably the woman, the same woman um, uh, in a coma in the hospital, right? Uh, we find out that George Clooney is her husband and he's uh you know concerned about her being in a, in a coma um and he's trying to keep his life together uh they live in hawaii this is in hawaii this is a very important part of the plot is the hawaii part mm-hmm. and uh he lives in hawaii um and he's basically saying yeah, everyone thinks that you live in hawaii and your life is is you know living in paradise every day but we're not we just have the same problems as everyone else paradise um, can fuck itself you know, paradise can go fuck itself right <laughs> and uh as is true with most of alexander Payne's films the acting and directing is like spot on spot right top notch top he's a great 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 american director it's just amazing how talented he is i cannot agree with you more he's up there with uh uh um what's his name uh paula thompson uh uh who who, um the guy who just uh, paul Paul anderson paul anderson P.T. Anderson. Yes. As opposed to, I keep on wanting to say Paul W.S. Anderson, which is right. the other guy who directed he, Resident Evil. Yes. I think. Oh, right. <laughs> a, number, a number of Mila Jojovich movies. Right. So he's he's much more, uh, uh, you know, a bit, but he's along those lines uh, of, of great, great actors, uh, great directors. Hmm. And George Clooney is very good in this. So we find out that George Clooney has two, uh, has two daughters, one who is probably it's supposed to be about 10 or 11 something like that and another one that's like 16 or 17 or 17, something like yeah, that yeah. Sure. yeah okay um and he's having a hard time trying to keep his life together with his wife in a coma and she he is a lawyer um and uh one of the big things we found out about his life is that he is actually a descendant uh, he's been, you know, his family comes from Hawaii for from years and years and years and years and years and years, and his great great grandmother or something of that nature was one of the original Hawaiian princesses. I guess is that what it? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Kauai, and so they still technically own a, a big portion of land on Kauai, which they can't, they couldn't do that they kept in a family for forever. 150 years. 150 years, and they didn't do anything with it, and so. Um, 
uh, and then they knew that something was about to expire and they, they needed to sell their land before it was, uh, uh, while they still had an opportunity to do so. That's about that. I, I'm right. not getting anything wrong so far, right? Yeah. No, right. No, and so, so he is the basically the the concierge or the or the the one who 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 who's in charge of the land. But every the people, uh, all the cousins, all of his cousins one uh, have have stake in it. Right. But he's the one who's the ultimately makes the ultimate decision about it. Right. right? But he's they the basically executive of the estate. He's the executive of the estate. Thank no. you. I wasn't looking for the word. He was the executor. So, and he's a lawyer as well. So they're all trying to figure out which deal to take. There is some people and the cousins who don't, there's a couple who don't want to sell. Most of them want to sell the, the, the deal that makes the most uh, that has the most money would be the one that would devastate the land the most. And they're trying to pick one that everyone can sort of, you know, where they all make a lot of money, but they're not like completely destroying their heritage or whatever this situation. Doing, yeah. yeah. So this is a difficult thing. And that's what's going on in his professional life, which we, they, get a little bit into at the beginning but not really we just know that he's very busy and that's why he doesn't see his his family that much before she his wife got into a coma right he's always we figured out he's always away always doing business mm. and that kind of stuff um and then uh what we also find out uh is that the he talked to the doctor and the doctor tells him that his wife will never come out of the coma right. and yeah. that and that basically, you know, she has a don't resuscitate in her living will. And mm -hmm. he has to make that abide choice, by that, yeah. abide by that. And that they are then once they quote unquote pull the plug, she she, she will die within a matter of uh, a few days or a few weeks or whatever the situation is. Right. Um, and so he has to swallow this and figure out what to do with it. And so what he decides to do is he decides to go visit his uh, older daughter with his younger daughter to go to uh, the big island where his older daughter is in boarding school over there, right? Collects her and brings her back. Doesn't really, um, uh, uh, yes, uh, Shalene uh, Wood Woodley, Woodley? Yeah, yeah, Cheyenne Woodley. Cheyenne Woodley. Cheyenne Woodley. Yeah, Cheyenne Woodley. She's, she's also known for the Divergent series of movies and uh, a couple of good movies as well. Big, Big Little Lies, too? Oh, right. yeah, I guess so. Right. Love that show. Divergent. Yeah, she's a very good actor. She's an excellent actor. Divergent. I have a real problem with the Divergent series. Is it because general. they're not very good? Th that's one of them is also it's, <laughs> it pretends to tell you that women uh, you know this is empowering women but the it's women not. in that movie uh, uh can't true. do anything without the men helping her <laughs> yeah which is fine if it's twilight in fact it's hilarious when it's Twilight. Yeah. but yes How it is, uh, is twilight it is no there's we have to that's another episode i, I will I eventually I wear you both down i watched I it for we, the first time uh like three months ago and the way they run up trees was so oh it's it's I so, was like, I went around my house for my daughter, like, go, 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 really fast. I have, to, I, have to, I have to tell you that, like, for anyone who's listening, anyone in the chat, for, uh, for a long time now, I have been trying to convince uh, these two fellas here to uh, do an epic uh, all-day uh, live watch party the next time uh, the Twilight movies are available on Amazon Prime just because I want to see your faces when things happen. If you think that first movie is uh, 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 has imagery that uh, creates emotions it doesn't intend to, you have no idea how 
insane those films get. They it's they so are stupid. an absolute legacy of American pop culture. It's and a legacy of simply. Shit. It is you know it's beyond that. It becomes hallucinatory. It is it's like I've said so it before. It is the look. You it's can the closest. The it is the closest the way it is. It's nothing and to do with storyline. No, has no, no. Do- what I'm saying is you can go along with that. What ruins the whole movie for mm-hmm. me is, okay, it's a high school drama, essentially. Yeah. But what ruins it is the visual effects. Oh, that's you will come to see this as one of its greatest strengths. That is how <laughs> bizarre these films are. They They're are running this, up the tree. You have no idea. No, you couldn't sell me that. I, any I, board, anyone in chat support me on this? Room or screening. Yeah, like the running up, the running up of the trees. Has Why are we talking about this movie? On what comes? I do not want to talk about this movie. I want to start movie. a Kickstarter to get these guys variety, to watch this movie, this movie series opinion. with me. Can we, can, we get back, can we get back to, to a good we're movie? Back. We're, back. We get back. we're back. Here's okay. what I say. So I say, Dan, we do that. We just blitz through it and watch it. Let's it. Dude, it will be amazing. All right. All right. Okay, only no, one so more. Maybe we'll, we'll, I like yeah. the girl in it, though. Oh, she's great. She's and great. Patterson's great, but she's, she's okay. kind of a strong female character, very cute. Uh, all right. Terrific actors. Mm-hmm. All right. That, there it is. Almost there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so she comes back. She comes back from college. <laughs> she comes back from from boarding school at the pool. The house isn't quite maintained the way she likes it. Or whatever you can tell, there's there's definite friction between her father and her her her, her his daughters. Uh, the the younger daughter is acting out at school. Uh, that's causing problems, and uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. He finally reveals to his older daughter that his her mother is going to die. Uh, the older daughter is very upset about it, but we also find out that she has, she resents her mother quite a bit. Um, and she then also tells her father how she saw her mother, uh, with another man. Right. Uh, uh, before, obviously, before she was in a coma. <laughs> right. Uh, and it, she doesn't know who it is or try to figure out who it is, and it's a real problem, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, at which point he gets really pissed off, and then he goes to visit some close friends of theirs, tries to find out if they knew about this or not, mm-hmm. right? And they did, and they know who the person is, and they basically don't, tell him except that finally the guy tells him just the name of the guy that she has been with right Right. um and they they're basically going they're they're going now through the whole process of having to deal with uh the mother but also the realization that the mother has been cheating on him this whole time Mm -hmm. right and he is very angry at her and you know yelling at a woman in a coma is a very awkward scene it's fantastic acting honestly speaking and all of that is is going uh going through so she they have to reveal to you know their their her her parents that was a very difficult conversation as well and the other thing that was also interesting is uh the older daughter who is you know kind of uh again, you know, rebellious teenager tells him that she is going to be bringing along this dude. Who's the, what's the guy's, the dude's name. He's, he's so great. I yeah. forget his name. 
from but she's like he's he 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 comes on yeah he comes on as like just some dude right (laughs) right right. and and follows them along and the father's like what the fuck and he's like he is i mean he's just a a teenager right and and a goofball (laughs) and 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 what i love the most about it is they go to to the the parents house right uh, to to basically her uh, the 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 mother's uh, parents, and the father's there. He's very upset. Does clearly doesn't like the dad. Uh, the dad doesn't like Clooney at all. Um, and then they bring in her mother, who clearly has Alzheimer's, and she says very strange things. Uh, and they're all just trying to be. It's okay. Trying to remember who people are or whatever. And then the. The, the the dude just starts giggling and laughing about it <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which makes them very everyone very very upset right, right. Uh, which i thought as far as a pl- the plot is concerned really good because right yeah. at the beginning one of the first things you do with this guy is you bring him down to the lowest common denominator <laughs> to idiocy uh and then anything he does above that makes him sound like a genius <laughs> you're like yes He's, he gets it <laughs> which does happen in a movie he ends right. up being a really good kid in the He's end a, and pivotal for george Clooney <laughs> to understand and fathom what is going on in his life surprisingly so because right. am i is it a scene stealer to say why no it, go ahead because he the daughter's hanging out with him yes he thinks that he's kind of he's like you're 100 miles from smartsville so he totally disrespects him right he's a moron low voltage guy which right. he comes across as absolutely and, He's like trying, he gives, he, but so, he also, I love, I love how he gives him a, like when he first meets the guy, he comes over and gives him a hug. He says, don't ever fucking do that again. <laughs> that was so funny. So, Go ahead, Eric. Sorry. Sorry. So, um, but basically he has a late night visit to him and he basically is asking him, you know, what do I do with these daughters? Cause it's the first time he's really parenting. Right. And he said, what is revealed is that his father died two months prior. And, the kid's father, yeah. Yeah, and he just clicked. It's like he didn't have to ask anything. He's like, okay, have a good night. You know, sleep well. I'll see you in the morning. It's right. like he understood why his daughter chose him to hang out with him, her. Right. And you realize how important he is going to become for the whole family. Though at the end, you don't see him sitting with them. So that was no, a- no, no, no. But but he becomes a pivotal part of the group in a lot of ways, especially in that toward, process. Yeah, in the process, and in he the healing he, process, and he comes along with them everywhere. He's like he's like a you know like a, 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 a like a chaperone, not a chaperone. What am I thinking of? Um, what's the like a, not a nanny? What am I thinking of? The word au pair, au pair, like an au pair. That's what exactly right. what he comes out was. Uh, uh, anyway. Um, that's basically, you know, what with with this this character who who was actually honestly one of my favorite characters in the whole thing. Yes. Um, now I do want to the daughter, like you said, uh, uh, Shailene Woodley is that her name, right? Shailene? Cheyenne, Shailene. Yeah. Why am I getting? I can't get her name right. Anyway, the problem I have a little bit with her, and this is probably because I have a teenage daughter, is they spend a lot of time with her in a bikini in this thing, and it Nothing just makes wrong me, with that. Let's it not makes, judge. Do it not makes judge. me feel awkward with that situation. <laughs> uh, 
Shailene. Okay, Shailene. Uh, Shailene, yes. Sorry, Shailene. Um, <laughs> so it Don't just makes the judgment for God's sake. No, she's a fantastic actress. It doesn't. Matter. I know, but it's a teenage girl in a bikini all the time, and I emphasize it, right? And it just makes me feel awkward. And it sometimes takes away from her legitimacy. I don't want to say it that way. I, honestly, she, I, I could not believe because I started with, I saw this in the theaters. Then I promptly ADD forgot about it, but I still think it's a, a brilliant movie. I loved it. Then I watched big little lies. I loved her character. I'm like, wait a minute. That's her right around the time of the right. pool. I was like, how do I know this girl? And right. my wife's like, that's the girl from Big Little Lies we watched. I was like, oh my God. It's right. Now, I don't want to say that, let's, you know, if you put someone in a bikini, you can't take them seriously. That's not what I mean by this. And I think it's absolutely not. I took what I'm Bo Derek to seriously when I was a child. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying that it just seems like, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. There's something about it that made me feel awkward. Well, and maybe I that's think, maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's by design. That, I was going to say. I think that that's kind of part of it because, uh, because, because that's why that a... Clooney feels awkward with her in a bikini all the time, yes. constantly. Yeah. yeah, because like she's becoming her own person. Yes, in you know, uh, as you know, as in every in every way you become a, a person. I mean, she's right. She is like when she's growing up, and right. I think that that's upsetting. You know, right. That's like, that's and I, and, and they do make an, the doorstep of. they make a point about it with the younger daughter who's 10, who stuffs sand in her bikini yep, to get exactly. boobs and like they, hyper being hyper aware of this thing that is like undiscussable in a way and sort of like yeah. makes you feel weird and awkward is like, I, th I think that that's Alan, like if anything is Alexander's Alexander Payne's brand, it's that like yeah. he is often criticized for making the audience feel like grindingly uncomfortable in his movies. I love that. And, uh, <laughs> and I think this is what, like, this is, this is one of the most sort of subtle ways he does it. Okay. And that, that's something I was going to bring up. Like this one is like, you know what, you know, when like have like, like John Waters films, right. Mm -hmm. And then you have like, uh, you know, like serial mom or whatever. Right. 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 Like, like it, they're both serial mom and pink flamingos or, or whatever are, <laughs> let me think of any one even crazier than that. Uh, 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 a female trouble, right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen female trouble. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> These are classics. And okay. For the so, so serial mom <laughs> and right. female trouble, clearly both of these films are John Waters film. Mm -hmm. but serial mom is much more for the general audience. Yeah. It's more, it's more like open fun for everybody. You, right. you watch female trouble, you watch polyester. Yeah. Then you're on, you, it's like the bar comes down and right. you start the movie. Yeah. So, so <laughs> the descendants to me feels like Alexander Payne's serial mom. And then yeah, it's, sideways it's, it's, and about Schmidt is like, Female trouble. <laughs> yeah, female trouble. I, actually, I would say his his female his his polyester and female trouble is actually election. citizen is citizen. Oh, citizen, election. citizen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think those those uh, those movies are are really really uncomfortable for people, right. and uh, and which is you know they're two of my favorite movies. Of his, um, and I think that in, like Descendants, I think Descendants is terrific. I think it's a terrific movie. It's very, it's, a great, it's almost a different kind of movie than film. he normally makes. Yeah, and the script right. is perfect. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The character development is very good, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's a little, I, it's a little for me, like I like, and this is not a criticism at all. It's slightly off brand for him. Like, yes. Uh, like it's a little bit more sort of directly uh, heartwarming so was, and so thoughtful. So was George Clooney. 
yeah, exactly. Just like like it's it's a much more like you're saying it's a much more general audience's picture. That doesn't mean it's been dumbed down at all. Like he it, like it's not like it's not playing to the cheap seats in terms of its emotions or anything like that's all very very legitimate and beautifully beautifully done right it's just a much more open and generous movie than his other movies are right right and so Uh, when when something like that like the you know like uh you know the like the bikini business is like i think that's still like that feels totally at home in any of his other films like making you feel like fuck well i don't like how i'm feeling in this like that's how you normally sit with it but for it to be in a movie like this is more of like an academy award winning kind of movie with this is very academy award winning yes that's it is it that's that's i think ultimately that's I don't want to yeah. say that's my problem I have with it because it's like I like you said it's, it's a, a little really good movie. It makes you feel weird. Yeah, but why does it make you feel weird though? Because you know when I watch like I'm going to use Sideways as an example, right? Like when I watch Sideways, like the ending of Sideways is was perfect to me, like right. like absolute perfect, right? Because the the character and all by the way another thing i love about his movies all of his characters main characters are all flawed everyone has yes like ser- serious flaws, flaws. yeah exactly. right and even the person that you probably should have empathy with who is in a coma the entire movie is right. massively flawed yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like, and, uh, she's also a jerk i just know <laughs> like, the casting Christ. choices were were uh, i it, i thought like to get george clooney I think it's probably one of his best roles he's ever done. Oh, it's one of his top two or three. For me. It's up there. I love Out of Sight and yep. this. I like. He was I'm, uh, so good because he really did open himself for somebody who's a world star. No, you know, and everything terrific. is surface, and it's like he really did show a side. And I he, would put um, for me, it's like my, Michael Clayton, Solaris, and this. Where there are the ones for that hit for me. Yeah, I, I, I love him across the board. I love him now. Like, what about like, no brother where out though? I don't know brother where out there. I mean, like he's he's a great, he's a fucking movie star. He's amazing. Yeah, he um, can do he can I, do I, a lot. He's he's, he's diverse. Like, I think that his uh, I think his normal uh, his normal wheelhouse is either like completely goofy uh, for the Coen Brothers, which yeah. he is awesome at, right. or he is like slyly charming like he is in out of sight which is one of the great crime films ever made and right. he is fucking gold out of sight movie. is so great it's right. gold he is well, like like he's like i would say like it's so easy role. like that is the shit that he makes look easy because i think it just comes he you know what's great you know is what and i hate that this is a weird scene to love about his character is uh is uh when he uh when he finds out about her cheating or whatever, mm-hmm. and he runs to the neighbor's house with flip flops on. Oh, it's great! That run is <laughs> fucking gold. He's got and the he most kind of wide. He's like people it's a lumbering he puts run. People in awkward moments. Yes, yes, one humanity. One hundred percent. Absolutely, but just him running in flip flops. Yeah. It makes him look really awkward. Yeah, and so it's great. Really he's got great. kind of a swell, like a, a wide gate, like kind of a kicky gate. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it looks. It looks. And you little, know what? Silly in this I'll be honest. Moment. It's like what was really interesting about it and you notice is that it really humanizes people just to see them in shorts. Yeah, because you look ridiculous. Right? <laughs> like you just with the Bermudas you on, you see their chunky legs <laughs> right. and the white, you know, pale skin. Yeah, you're like, yeah. it's funny as it's all. just it's anybody great. else. Like, yeah. you can, like, you can look good in shorts, but you don't Bo look serious Bridges in shorts. Was, 
I fuck. I forgot how much I fucking love Bo Bridges. He is. Oh so god, guy. He was so typecast for that with the hair and the. Oh, but yeah. it's great. I hey, know man. people like that throughout my hey, life. Hey, yeah. Like the the subtlety in the in the signing scene when Clooney's like, I'm uh, do this. Like Clooney's killing it, and Clooney's giving his Clooney speech about it. But like Bridges is just like, he's not just pissed off and disappointed and angry. He's like settling in for the long haul, angry. He's like, okay, I'm going to get into this position now. And you could mm-hmm. see him just shift his whole body. And it's the just best like, thing is he's absolutely like, you know, yeah, you're going to sue me, but at least we'll get to know each other better. <laughs> it's, a good, it's, a perfect yeah. it's a perfect line. But yeah, no, I think that that's, it's a great point to it. Cause I think it's actually like, I, I relish things like, you know, anything that makes the, like anything that knocks you off your, yeah, out of your comfort zone in a movie like this, I think is that helps make the movie more valid to me. You know, it's like because the the Academy, like Academy Award winning movies can go good or they can go bad. And when they go bad, they try to protect you from feeling weird. You know, they try to protect you. They're just like they give you the glossy, wonderful version of something. And Alexander Payne does go out of his way, even in this one, to be like, don't forget, like you are you have troubles and you are messed up and you have you know, uncomfortable feelings and you have all sorts of judgment about stuff and all that. And then like, and, and I do, you know, and uh, like, it's good. It's, it's good to keep on kicking it back to me. And especially in a movie like this, which is sort of like making a, a very big, powerful, uh, and heartfelt statement, uh, that it's also, like I said, it's made for more, a general audience. Like, you think it's important to keep it a little bit angular, so it doesn't get, it just doesn't turn into a platitude, hmm. you know? And I think that that's a, uh, he's, he's very, he's very deft at that. Like he manages the tone of this movie. Um, I, I think better than almost any of his other movies. This might be right. his best made movie. Uh, yes. if it, it's not my, it's not necessarily my favorite movie of his, but it's, it's the, it's a real okay. polished bit of work. So yeah. th- that's that. And, and we'll get to the, to the ending in a bit, but like one of the things is, um, so let, let's just keep on the, going on the plot a little bit so people can mm-hmm. catch up. Uh, but basically he goes in, uh, the, him and his daughter, his older daughter, they're now on a, like a, a mission to find this guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. They know his name. They know where he was. And then they, they, they're, they're trying to figure it out, but it, he's not there. And then they finally see a real estate sign with his name on it and his face. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, shit, that's the guy, right? So right. they figure that out. They try to figure out where he is and homeless things. And they find out that he's on Kauai, right? And so they all fly to Kauai and they stay in Princeville. Uh, and it this is really a this is a great tourist film for Hawaii, by the way. I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. They, they keep talking about Hawaii is not, you know, paradise or whatever, but it, it, you know, this film definitely makes a case for Hawaii. It's unavoidably Paris. beautiful all the time. Unavoidably <laughs> beautiful. So this is, this isn't about like, well, the, the dirty, nasty side of Hawaii. Right. It doesn't really do that. You right. Know? You're, not, you're when, not getting uh, City of God, Hawaii. No, no, no. You're, you're, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Right. They're staying at, they're staying in, in Princeville, which is like the nicest part of Kauai. What's the place called? Princeville, which is and in also Clooney's yeah. family is, is well to do. I've been to, is on the verge of being extremely rich. I've been to Ka- I've been to Kauai twice. That's the only place I've been to in Hawaii, and we mm-hmm. absolutely love it. And it's Kauai is very. It's much more of the sleepier, sl- slower town, and uh, Princeville is at the in the north end, and it's it's gorgeous. Um, um, anyway, so they go there, um, and uh, uh, they find out 
Oh, th that's right. They find the guy. They're trying to find the guy, uh, right? And they say, oh, he must, he's not staying at the hotel. He must be staying in one of the cabins or renting one of the cabins near that area. <laughs> so um, suddenly when uh, Clooney is uh, wandering on a beach, she, he sees the guy because he recognizes him from the picture uh, of the real that estate. That was a great, 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 great scene. Yeah. He recognized him and they cross each other and the guy waves and then and cross and it's like, oh shit. And so then he turns around and follows him and sees which house he goes into. <laughs> right. Yes. And then uh, sees the guy greeting his kids and his wife. So he realizes that the guy who his wife has been cheating on with has a wife and kids. <laughs> yep. So great uh, scene with the daughter. Uh, yeah, with the daughter, when he, they show up to the house. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, then we'll get to that part. That's the later, right? So then he goes at the beach, and then he notices the the wife and the two kids coming out of the uh, the the the, uh, the the cottage and going swimming, and he tries to strike up a conversation with her and find out about what's going on. Slowly realizes that the guy. Who is the her 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 his wife's lover is actually doing the real estate deal <laughs> for the land that they're trying to sell. Right. And he stands to profit a great deal from this sale. Mm -hmm. Which now he is morally like, uh, how do I if I sell the land, do what all the cousins want me to do? This guy's gonna fucking strike it rich. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. And that's that's a really interesting plot twist, you know, to the whole thing. Yeah. And the moral choices that he has to make at this point that are challenging and he has a hard time with all this stuff, right? right. Um because there's multiple levels of the difficulties with selling this. Like there's right. like there's a like his own, you know, his his family what they stand to gain this other guy who we'd like to fuck over. There's the idea of these people just like this land will just sort of get dissolved and owned by, you know, you know, Wh whoever. The, the, the meaningfulness of this land is going to go away. You know? Right. And so there's a, like they talk about, there's a responsibility we have uh, right. to this. Um, and so like, it's like, and instead of setting up a, it's the a is good and B is bad thing. You're like, everything is bad. <laughs> like, right. it's just, it is very, it is very awkward and very painful in every way. And I think it's really, it's really fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, that's basically, you know, where we, where, where we land on this. So uh, it was very, very, it was very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, so where, where, where did we leave off? So now he basically, you know, he reveals to uh, the daughter what's going on and they decide to pay him a visit. <laughs> right. Kind of. And just casually like, Hey, I'm the guy you saw on the beach today. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And uh, <laughs> so they show up and the wife is super nice. Like, Oh yeah. Hi, you want to come in? You want a glass of wine or, you know, whatever. And they, they hung out. And she, they're they're chatting, and he casually introduces himself and gives his name. And the guy looks at him and looks straight at him, and they re he realizes like, oh shit, he knows everything, right? Uh, and so the daughter 
goes away, <laughs> takes the, the wife away, right? <laughs> so that they can have some time so that he and the, 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 the two men can talk. And, uh, it's interesting what happens because what Clooney basically does is like, I'm not going to fuck you over and tell your wife or, you know, he doesn't tell him that, but basically tells him, I figured you may want to say goodbye to her because she's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an incredible. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's a real gesture. It's a real actual thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Because he also looks at it as like, listen, I could this fuck up this guy's life and this woman's life and destroy everything. Yeah. Right. right. And this guy's and this and his, and his wife and his kids and everything. Right. Um, and why? I mean, this guy did it to me. <laughs> yeah. Why not? We just why should, scratch the edge and get right, the satisfaction. Right. But the fact is that his wife was, he was in a coma. That's when he found out his wife, his wife dying is like, mm. anyway, it was, you think about all these levels of these choices that he had to make in his life. And he basically just wanted to tell the guy that I know that you cheated on my wife and you may want to say, Oh, cheated with my wife. And that I may want to, you know, at the same time, you may want to say goodbye to her. <laughs> right. Is, right. Like, he's very, like, yeah. And it's like, it's a, like, it's not like, I wouldn't say it's like forgiveness, but it is, it is close to that. Like, it's like, I'm going to let this go. Right. I'm going to let this go because like, well, he's like, also giving himself some closure. Yeah, exactly. Because like right. the, the, the fact that the real, the real truth of like, like, yeah, I mean, like if in any other context, it would be, a, you know, it's a, it's an emotional disaster for this cheating to be discovered, but it just, it's unimportant in the context. Well, he can't do anything though. He can't do anything about it. Like it's, right. it's over, it's over. And so like, like it's, like uh i love the idea that he structures this sort of like he like minus the minus her in a coma it's sort of like a traditional almost like you know sitcom setup for uh you know a divorce oh yeah yeah divorce, yeah, yeah, yeah. divorce, divorce, divorce comedy right? Right, right right uh and uh, and be, but because like her her life is done it becomes the idea of the like of him running with the flip flops and all that stuff is showing him flailing with being unable to accept this right like the 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 fact the thing that he can't accept isn't the fact that she slept with somebody else the thing that he can't accept is that she's gone right right and that's the like and to and to sort of like show the 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 like desperation and ridiculousness of that without like uh harming the the seriousness of the the realness of the grief is extremely clever uh brilliant writing you know? right and that, sort of having it both ways is is extremely it's a, it's a very sensitive bit of writing and uh, i think that's like what's really curious like what's really interesting about alexander Payne is that like he has a like if he were simply cynical right then uh the stuff would be sort of funny and mean and upsetting. And the end of the movie would be, be screaming at her while instead of the wife of the real estate guy. Right. Exactly. You know, if he, like if he, and he, but, but in reality, he's not a cynical person. He just wants to make sure that the truth well, of the feeling is put to trust. the test. Right. Yeah. Like he wants to make sure the truth of the feeling is put to the test. And so like he is, he's not going to let things go by uncommented on. You know, like he's going to well, put you in a position to make you feel very uncomfortable in in the way that you expect to feel, and then sort of like turns it over so it's meaningful again. It's really, he puts it's very, himself very he, he puts himself in a position like, okay, 
now you're in front of him. What are you going to do? Yeah. And right. you have to make a choice. Like, I don't think he really knew what he was going to do when he was going to confront him. Right. Right. He but knew he wanted to find him. Incredible. Right. His what? His strength. His strength. Oh, yeah. 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 Particularly right. with the contract. Yeah. Well, we'll, oh, we'll get to great. the contract in a, in a second. But no, let's I do talk want, about it now and then we'll, go we'll, back to the we'll, opening we'll, scene. No, so, so what we got to do is <laughs> time travel. So, so to finish up with the, 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 the you know, the, the, let's call him the real estate agent and his wife, right? Uh, and then they, they go back, then there's a series where they basically have decided they're unplugging her and she's going through the process of, of dying, but they're, the whole family is sticking around, including the, the kid, the, the, the goofy kid. Who, who is you start to realize okay. how important he is because yeah. he's always there helping out with them with everything right like right. especially with the younger girl he like he helps with the younger girl when the older daughter is busy doing spy work <laughs> with right. her right. dad right? right so so he, he's become such an important part of the the family that way but um anyway so uh, he, uh, they show up and then you know, a lot of people come over to say goodbye to the, to the, to the mother. Uh, and then you, the next person that shows up is not the real estate agent, but the real estate agent's wife <laughs> right. to say goodbye to the wife finds out, turns out that he told her everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, I guess the wife forgive forgives him mm-hmm. but felt that she wanted to see the woman and tried right. to have a conversation because he with wouldn't because he right. wouldn't right and also found out that you know he asked if one of the other questions Clooney asked is like did you love her and he's he didn't say anything he realized like oh no you didn't love her because he knew that his wife loved him mm-hmm. based on what she found he found out from his friends Right. right. So he's like, oh, fuck. And this guy. And, and then you start wondering, was he just using her? Was it just sex? The best you part know? of that is right. like, you know, he said, you know, he asked uh, Matthew Lillard, do you love her? He's like, no. He's like, one thing, did you ever, you know, meet and use our bed? And he's like, once. He's like, you know, George Clooney's like, you could have just lied about it. And then Lillard's like, okay, twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, okay. that was hilarious. All right, twice. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was moments that's like that. A, that's it's a just, gem. and that's the timing that Clooney has. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 Anyway, so the so uh, <laughs> she's certain the 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 wife of the real estate starts having this emotional moment in front of it, and at which point Clooney says, "All right, that's enough," <laughs> and he kind of kicks her out. Right. which I thought was also really funny. Right. Uh, right. He's like, that's enough. We don't have to drag this out anymore. Um, anyway, that was really good. So then let's go back to uh, to the real estate thing. They meet with Bo Bridges, who's one of the, co- he meets with Bo Bridges, who's one of the cousins <laughs> who's uh, at a bar in Kauai, right? And they're having a conversation about the contract and about the land, figuring out what they're going to do with the land. Now, I can't remember exactly what was the discussion they had at the bar. What was the discussion they had at the bar? Do you guys remember? Oh, when he goes and they get the ahi burgers, yeah, uh, tuna burgers. Uh, he basically asked Bo Bridges. He said, "You know, we're going to seal the deal with Gus." Mm-hmm. And then Gus, uh, there's a guy that works for Gus, and that's the Matthew Lillard character. Oh, right. He's like, oh, he's going to make a ton of money because he's basically going to do all the sales for the land for the development. Right. 
So he's kind of set up. And then he realized two and two, he's like, man, so not only is, um, uh, you know, he ha- Lillard's character having an affair with my wife, but did he do it in order to get close to her? Because as Bo Bridges points out, I forget her name, Maggie. What was right, yeah. his wife's name? Yeah, Maggie. Right. Like, she's behind it. You know, you're the only, don't be the only standout. You know, Maggie loves it. I know it's a terrible situation she's in, but she was all for it. All right. So right, right. it was almost like, did Lillard do that to, you know, sway the vote? Right. right. And she was going to divorce Clooney and marry that guy is what she was. Yeah. And then was. later he's like, man, it got out of control. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of horrible situation. Anyway. So then they get through the signing of the document. So they're at a big house in Kauai. Uh, they're all in, you know, Hawaiian shirts, flip-flops and Bermuda shorts. Um, and they're uh, doing a, basically a ceremonial thing to sign the document. And Clooney is the one who has to do the signing and they all have their, they all put in their votes into a bowl and they all look at it. And the, the, the vote is to sell the property. Right. And Clooney is about to sign the document and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why doesn't he sign it, Eric? Because he, you know, that was his responsibility and he just felt the right thing to do. He had seven years to decide what the proper thing is because they are descendants, but yet it wasn't even, you know, they weren't natives, but it's still, I don't think it was against Lillard. I think it was more, what's the right thing to do for the environment and the people uh, than it was, you know, uh, and which I thought was really brave that he did that. Um, The other thing is, it really echoes the Zuckerberg thing in Hawaii. The Zuckerberg thing? Go for it. You know that? No. No, explain it. Zuckerberg, uh, and I'll find it in the links, he bought an enormous amount of property in Hawaii from a family, you know, and basically he's been trying to convert it. And a lot of the neighborhood is the people because it was an unspoiled area right. uh, in Hawaii. I'll get it and send it to everybody. And um, it's on Kauai. Paid oh, 53 right. million for 600 acres of land on Kauai's North Shore. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. It's very, yeah, that's pretty very much where, that, yeah. where they are. Yeah. Yeah. And he basically, the people were a family that sold out, just right. like Clooney. Now, right. this goes, story goes back to, well, this is kind of new, but I will, uh, I'll, I'll pass it on to you guys because I thought, it really was like that. It's been going on for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, more than it says 2021, but it's not. Yeah, sure. Right. Um, but it's the same thing. People come in and just buy the land. Yeah. Right. Well, I think, so, I think it's, it's pretty funny. Like the, cause like the, the thing that makes me think that uh, he's not just doing it to kick lower in the balls. Like it's, it's because he, like because he doesn't blow everything up, right? Like that's when he really makes the decision to let shit go, right? And then so that clears the plate for his moral decision here. However, in a total, I mean, like Alexander Payne didn't have to make that happen that way. It's good that that's it's fuzzy that it's still morally fuzzy, right? Like it's like it's not just like Clooney gets to be the moral righteous person. Like in the back of your mind, you're like, 
you are still fucking that dude over there. That's gotta be satisfying. <laughs> you know, it's like right. it's like you know, like there's a little there's a well, little bit of the a, guy, like a, the guy, I mean, obviously he told his wife about the affair, but sure. it's not like he's it's not like he's stealing money from him. He's removing the opportunity that he has yeah, to he's closing off that opportunity. Right. Exactly. And then right. and, and and so like there's in one way he is, you know, like he's having faith in himself and the family to figure right. out what should be done and how to how to and do there it was right. also that that moment where he met the 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 hawaiian mom right mm -hmm. at yeah, the beginning she's of like, the movie she's like you're right. not going to sell that land are you yeah it's like my, all the you know this will really fuck everything up and the entire country's looking at you <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, like, it on. yeah she's like yeah, i can't believe you're going to sell the land and it's like okay yeah so yeah uh, and so the, the weight is very heavy on him and mm -hmm. it would be very easy to follow through with it um but at the same time like you know the fucking just the pure vengeful satisfaction of right you know it's like it's not it's 99 gone but it's like it's still there and right. that's what i like about it like that's what makes the movie earn the the moral stance the mud the points that it, that's going for at the end right you know and that's what makes clooney's argument valid is that you know like you're just gonna have to have faith that he's doing this out of goodness right but so so here was an argument at that point i mean i don't think it's an argument i just think that it's like goes along with it like oh 100 right i just think that like in any other oscar winning movie it would have been really really cut and dried so you didn't have any doubt right know? and i like that it that there's just just a little bit of a shadow on it is, uh, is excellent work. absolutely but i right. do have a problem that it's <laughs> it i wish it had way more doubt <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, right, right. and it, okay, that's the it. thing. That's the thing. It's like he's just a flavor of, and it's been, okay. So the ending of the film, which is something that you know, is him and his two daughters that are snuggling up and watching a movie and eating ice cream, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, it's almost too wholesome. <laughs> No, no, it's right. really a scene that you he never saw. He never was a father that was around. I know, but that's right. the point I'm making. It's like. He doesn't like, ah, and now I've learned my lesson and I've become a good father. That feels slightly too Hollywood to me. You know what I mean? Right. Slightly. Right, right. And right. that's the problem I have with the ending with it. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is a bad movie. I just like, you know, the ending of Sideways is he's fucking eating, a sh drinking a Chateau Cheval Blanc out of a styrofoam cup with a burger. Yeah, that right. Right. is pain <laughs> yeah, that absolutely. Is him eating yeah. his shit burger right, right. like exactly. that he's, is yeah, pain and him dealing with that pain and realizing what a horrible person he's been all his life right, right. and the, the 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 acceptance of that is gorgeous Right. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I, I mean, I think that there's like the the two, those two movies are actually great to compare because like I think that, I don't think I don't think Sideways is, I don't think it's cynical in, and in, in its spine it's not cynical, but it's a much right. sort of like more critical movie and more ugly movie than than yes. the, the sentences, um, and I think that the uh, like there's a satisfaction in seeing like this fucking jerk like you identify with him as like you identify yes with and that's the problem with it. yeah time. yeah um but in the end you know you're just like i am that jerk i have been this jerk you know and it's really it's letting you sort of sit in it and go like no nope, you're doing your own juices here you are you yes. know um and whereas like the with with Clooney, it's like the, the the kind of jerk that he is it's not like he's not he's not a jerk jerk he's just absent yeah. Like he is not, he has not chosen to experience what has been given to him in his life. Right. 
right and so it's not like he doesn't deserve a giant fucking kick in the balls in the end of the movie but you do want him to wake up towards it's just like, it's just a little gun, bit like, like and the, he, he, a window left in the end he ends up being the family man he always should have been that's the little bit the story that oh like, i hear you i hear you, you. know what i mean like, it's like uh, okay. yeah i mean it's like like this is a, this is an this is definitely an oscar movie you know like right. i think that like it's headed that way i for well, me it like for me it George earns Clooney. that point but I, I hear what you're saying like you're casting Clooney in a movie like this this you're is the kind of movie you're making to be in the oscars yeah, exactly. And yes. so like, like he's 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 trying to play he's trying to play ball as a filmmaker and a storyteller. He's just yes. like, okay, I can there do this. Go. I can do this. Yeah. And like and I think that within those parameters, he does it extremely well. And so like he ends up serving up the one of the best examples of an Oscar movie that you can have. Like he's making an argument like these things don't have to be twaddle. But can we know? can we, can we I mean good. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, okay. So this is a good movie. I'm not saying this is a good movie, right. but but there are certain. You would just good... prefer it to be a little, like a little bit more unforgiving. You didn't really like it that much, Chris, did you? I did. No, I did. I'm listen. You listen. hated it, so you hated oh my it. God. Eric, <laughs> so are we going through this again? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying you liked it, but you weren't sold on it. I just, right. well, there was a little bit of disappointment in it, uh, and 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 it's the, it's the way that the ending happened. The whole plot, right? Mm -hmm. Is the whole plot's good? All of it, including the like, holy crap! You know, the, the wife shows up all the way, all the way, and then at the end, it's like, okay, so the end is you, so he ends you, up being the family man. Too much for you. Yeah, it's like I, you could have just not had that ending, or had a right. very slightly different ending, and it would have been perfect for me. <laughs> the movie too probably had the detail with her hands and just the rolled napkin, uh, rolled towels that are wet. Mm -hmm. Her in the bed in a coma was probably the most realistic, oh, beautiful um, yeah. depiction of a hospital that I have seen. Oh, it's great. It's great. Right. This is, and this is one of the greatest. I'm just, and her hospital room was huge. It must have cost a fortune. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, like, this, is, this is one of the greatest movie star movies I've ever seen. Because oh, it's, yeah. like, it's a movie star movie. And it's, a, oh, it's yeah. an Oscar movie. Yeah. Um, but they're just like, we are going to make this fucking work like it's real. So like, what, uh, were the, what, were the, what were the awards that this, this must have gotten awards, obviously. But what yeah. were the awards it got? Uh, I think I have it here. One second. Okay. It's an accolades. Academy Awards. It won uh, the best it, ending award for 2012. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they won the Chris's High Award. Uh, no, it's the uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. It won an Oscar for that. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, uh, Best Actor for Clooney, um, and Best Editing. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, and I think that, yeah, like it's the, what was it up against in Best Adapted Screenplay? I don't know. But um, but yeah, like it's a, I think that did that's Clooney the thing. Did Clooney win like, with that? Pardon me. No, Clooney did not win. Clooney did not win, even though. But like, it was obviously this was this was this was probably this film was probably put out sometime in December just for right. Oscar season. Like it's one of those things, right? You time it like what's the 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 billboards in in the billboard movie that that was that came out? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, three the three bill what was it? Three billboards, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this movie this movie was up against. Uh, let's see. Oh man, what a weird fucking. Okay, this is a, one of the weird, weirdest and possibly weakest collections. Okay. Look for Best Picture that uh, that year was uh, uh, extremely loud and incredibly close. Does anyone remember that one? No. no. Yes. No. Okay. That um, yes, that was the uh, the one about nine eleven. Nine eleven one. Yeah, that's right. And with uh, Sandra Bullock, right? With uh, was it Sandra Bullock? Oh, gosh, I can't even remember. But yes, it's the. Yeah, it's the um, it's the one with the kid going. Yeah, that one. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, uh, the help, um, right? Uh, uh, Hugo, which 
I this is one of the only Scorsese movies I just don't connect with for some reason. Nope. And uh, um, uh, War Horse, which is occasionally great Spielberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, got Tree of Life, which I'm a giant fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, Midnight in Paris is amazing that it was nominated, but yeah, I do man. think it's a great film. Um, uh, and uh, and Moneyball, which I think out of this list is my top three. Uh, but it's a what a wobbly bunch. Uh, this was uh, for Best Picture nomination. Best Picture. That's all Best yeah. Picture. And who won that year? <sighs> who the fuck won? Was that... No, so, like who doesn't it's it, probably it, the it, help wasn't it the help it's gonna be the help yeah i think it was oh god was it the help really i don't know no, maybe it wasn't the help i don't remember but uh anyway he was up against in terms of directors he was up against literally scorsese it, woody yeah. allen and terrence malick right so like it's you know this may be a nicely done film but you're that's a, that's a heavy hitter uh list right. right there so there's nothing you can do about that stuff um right. but um but yeah no i think it's it's one of these interesting pictures where it's just like you know when a director um steps up to the studio plate you know when the indie director goes goes studio it can often go get it can get kind of clunky mm-hmm. um and uh and this is one of the best well, examples of actually some directors off. are made for that though oh sure yeah yeah like yeah, actually i think that one of the greatest um one of the greatest ron, uh, howard. Uh, ron howard is one of the best studio people Doctors. of all time yeah, like he is he is an incredibly talented he's like if you talk about journeyman directors, like he is the quintessential journeyman director. Like he's incredibly good at what he does and he just takes the assignment and he just does it. And he does a pretty good job even when the movie's dumb, you know. Right. And like because I saw I just recently saw I caught up on uh, fucking the second Tom Hanks uh Blood of Jesus mystery movies, whatever they are. And uh uh, and this is one with the atomic bomb that goes off in the in the Vatican. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's, it's insane. And I'm just like, this is the dumbest, this is the dopiest movie I've ever seen. But I fucking love watching it. Like it's a blast. Like this is kind of a ridiculous sci-fi weirdo religious thriller. And I'm like, Ron Howard knows what he's doing, dude. <laughs> like he can yeah, still he make does. a good movie. Yeah. But yeah, like like he, he, the the pain is the opposite of that. Like pain is like 100 like. Who the fuck is Alexander Payne? Small art house guy. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then suddenly he's making a Clooney movie and you're like, okay, let's see how, how it goes. So yeah, I think that he does, you know, he, I think that for instance, Chris, I have a question. The, for you, what, uh, spoilers for children of men, anyone who has seen children of men, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think of the very, 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 very end of children of men? Should you see the boat or not see the boat. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'd have to see it again to to put it in context. Like that that is basically the question I think that is going on here. It's just like, for some people, the boat fucking blows that movie. Like, and for some people, the boat makes that movie. And it's a very very fine line to to try to judge that. I, I, so I see where you're coming from on. Do we see Clooney be happy? I don't know. Should we see him happy, or do we imply that he's happy? Or should we just have that that deep breath moment, right? Right, right. Well, I mean, like, for, uh, here's that moment uh, to bring back again one of my favorite goddamn movies of the past twenty five years. Michael Clayton nails this very problem. Like the movie ends and lets you just barely see a glimpse of his final feeling, and then it gets then it's out. It's like, nope. You don't get to see anything else. Right. Like, you, know, you know, he doesn't go home and has a good life with his kid and everything's fucking magically better. Right. <laughs> you know? You're just like, whew, that was close, buddy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. 
No, so so just the, the, the and by the way, Dave uh, mentions that the artist won Best Picture against the Descendants. Oh, that that's year. right, the artist. It, it was on the list because I was just looking at the nominees that was supposed to the winner. Right, the artist. Yes, another one that that time has forgotten. Interesting. It well, has, well, wild it? year. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, I think gone, gone the time has forgotten this movie too. Yeah. Not many people know what the Descendants. Almost everything on that list has been forgotten. I think that that's the thing that I think I think that's happened for the last 20 years. Yeah. I think that's all of those films have been forgotten, right? Yep. Yep. I, think I don't that, yeah. I didn't remember Nebraska either until we looked at the list of yep. all the movies he had done. I do remember about Schmidt and I do remember Election. Mm-hmm. I do but remember most, most people do not know these movies sideways. <laughs> yeah. Like I think that maybe if you talk to anybody on the street, you'd probably get 10% of people who remember sideways. That's the big one. That was the right. big, Is this that just was too much thing, material? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's not a, a nothing memorable. Yeah, well, it's just like I mean, there's certain things that like I mean, even if you look at a movie like like I'm I'm fi- I'm glad that Moneyball finally got realized as the great film that it is, but it's not the kind of movie that makes a big splash. Like I made money, but it's it's actually too subtle a movie to really you know, like make you feel fucking amazing. Like it's not that kind of a movie. And so like Moneyball came out, kind of did some business. And then years later when it came out on like Netflix and whatever, people are like, oh shit, this movie's really, really good. And that's how these movies get rediscovered. So I think that movies like The Descendants, like it's possible that this will come around again into the sunshine, but like it's basically off the map. In fact, all Payne's films are basically off the map right now. That stinks. Yeah, I think that's that's just the way it is. As to why that's happening, I don't, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like I mean, it's always been that way, I suppose. But it's just like that. There's a there's a there's a definitely a good set of years in this period where it's just like these movies are like a bunch of kind of muddy stuff. Where I'm just like, it's not a lot of good movies coming out during the last part of the of that of that decade. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's sort of well, it's sort of. Uh, Fading. I don't know. I I think there are people that got a people. Some well, maybe it's just my people, but get excited about yeah. movies like Licorice Pizza. You know, yeah, I mean? I'm shit. Of course, absolutely. I right. think that's yeah. That that that's that's already doing well in small release. Have uh, you seen it? Go, I haven't seen it yet. No, I mean, yeah. like, I definitely want to see that. Have you guys seen the Beatles movie? No, no I meant to. Yeah, I, I can't wait it. to see that. Yeah, no, that was great. I'm going to have to cut it short, and I apologize. Okay. I never do this. That's all right. All right. No, yeah, okay. I gotta go to Happy sixtieth, mother and father's sixtieth anniversary. Yeah. Actually, can the two of you keep chatting for a little bit? Because I am going to replace you. Well, no, forget it. It's fine. It's fine. It's you do an ad. I'll do put that my ad. screen down so it's black. An ad. <laughs> no, no, no. You can. You can basically just. Just can. Just you can just leave. It's fine. Okay. And it's Eric, ad break. Yeah. Is that what you wanted to do? Yeah, I was going to do an ad break, but if we do that, then do you an ad break. To... Oh, okay, we'll do an ad break. All right, we're going to do an ad break. When we get Guys, back, I uh... will see you next week for our watch party next week. Yep. Yep. And then Thank I'm you. going to have a whole new thing of products to sell for um, the Christmas time. And mm-hmm. I'll go over that stuff with you in the next couple of days. Guys, you approve stuff, but I, I've taken that concept of the poster and put in it towards other products and yes. try to get it out there for Christmas. Love it. That's, that sounds great. This is going to be great. Okay. And, uh, and everyone in chat is excited. I can tell. I can see it in their excitement. I can uh, see their, their excitement, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. going to be amazing. And, uh, you, right, and you should be excited. It's, it is legit great. It's going to be right. cool. Okay. We have right. one minute ad here, guys. You ready? <laughs> yep. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Eric. Bye. Right on, man. Thank you. Bye. All right. All right. So that ad is going. Um, and then we will continue talking. Hey, have you seen. 
have you seen uh uh dan mm-hmm. i know eric would enjoy this it's too bad he's gone already but i'll have to bring it up next time uh, a series i think it's well it's definitely on hbo max you can see it is um at home with amy sedaris no <sighs> i like sedaris uh yeah so it's it's like she's doing a home crafting cooking show <laughs> that makes me laugh already okay right. except she, she never actually cooks or crafts anything because all this shit happens all the time right and it's a barrage of cameos that show up <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, including like uh paul giamatti who shows up as like a sleazy businessman and of like uh, uh, and there's so so much going on so yes i'll highly I uh, highly recommend uh, uh, that uh, for you guys to, to watch that. Yeah, uh, while we were in chat, we were talking about a show that I've discovered on HBO Max. And I wonder if any of you guys who uh, who didn't hear, have any of you guys ever heard of uh, At Home with Amy Sedaris as a, as a, as a show? Because it's fucking hilarious. It's Amy really Sedaris is, is right. What was the show that she did? Was it uh, oh, Strangers uh, with Candy? Strangers with Candy. This is along <laughs> the same lines <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. That's a funny Except show. she tries to play this wholesome woman, but it's just... Uh, yeah, you yeah. know it's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, she is uh, sister to David Sedaris, right? Is she that is right? Da- yeah. yeah. And in fact, she is often featured in his books. That's amazing. As, as crazy, crazy, my crazy sister, Amy. Right. If you've ever heard a funny story, the chances are high that it's David Sedaris. <laughs> yeah. Have you? And in fact, one of the things we did for uh, during our drive, uh, we went to Death Valley for uh, Thanksgiving. During our drive is we listened to the audiobook uh, of David Sedaris called Holidays on Ice, which is no, very, nice. very funny. Have you heard? Have you read that yeah, one? I've not read that one, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Donna, the Christmas whore. Uh, like, there's a lot of <laughs> Dana. Things, they, yeah, it's very, very funny. And there's uh, some of them are true stories or and some of them are you know uh, uh, satires obviously but like he has a whole story about his life as a christmas elf at uh macy's right uh, or <laughs> yes, it was a classic one he, he actually yeah. they, they read this on on npr like every single yeah, year it's yeah, one yeah. of the all-time greats yeah that's so, yeah. so fun yeah yep big big fan love that dude i'd so, have to catch up on the holidays on ice yeah holidays on ice audiobook use use your uh, in fact audiobooks of david of david sedaris are always good because he, he reads, uh, them. reads them himself and he's yes. got a very funny funny way of uh yeah he's, telling he's, stories. he's basically a stand-up comedian when he does that right. stuff he's absolutely hysterical and i, I think it. amy is featured on the audiobook too like she reads part of the book as well oh that's cool that's great so uh really good okay so um we decided to do uh the second movie is unfortunately eric can't join us is nebraska nebraska which is, which is also uh one of those Oscar type movies. <laughs> yes, it's it's a lot more it's a lot more prickly than it's, standard it, Oscar fare. It is. It yeah. definitely has some uh uh it, 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 it's more artsy, shall we say. Yes, yeah. Like I I would even say that that this is, that that movie is sort of um how can I say? It feels more indie than anything else he has ever made. Like even his first film doesn't feel as indie as, as Nebraska does. Like it's right. a little bit weirdly handmade. He's casting actors that are not movie stars. Like there's nothing attractive about this. Bruce Stern is the biggest movie star and Bruce Stern has never been an attractive personality on film. Like he's always right. good, but he's right. always a fucking crazy asshole. <laughs> like That's basically right. why you cast him. He's a character actor and, uh, and, and he, he's, 
absolutely tip top in this thing, but it is an unpleasant. I think that this movie is unpleasant. I like it a lot. It's, it's unpleasant. Right. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, okay. Hold on just one second. It's yeah, getting, right. it's getting dark in this room and I got to turn the lights on cause it's going to get darker and darker as the sun. <laughs> There's only so much the video can uh, compensate. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, <laughs> let's see. Anybody? Okay. Is, oh, there we go. I didn't. I didn't realize it was going to be so quick. I was going to recommend uh, know, something. Midnight Mass, maybe. As I Midnight Mass. Oh yeah, I've been talking about Midnight Mass for a while. I so. want people to see Midnight Mass. So I can talk about Midnight Mass. The uh, movie is just fantastic. Uh, uh, Dave Three says Dern's only likable role is in Silent Running. That's a, I was going to bring up Silent Running mm-hmm. for those very reasons because Silent Running is a science fiction movie from the 1970s mm-hmm. and it has it's famous because it has like these three adorable robots and this Crystal Gale song I think it's Crystal Gale and mm-hmm. it's very like uh, you know sort of like save the earth from evil men kind of stuff mm-hmm. and uh, and what makes the movie amazing it's like guy like a spaceship going to save the trees is basically the plot. And so it's a big hippie movie in space, mm-hmm. but Bruce Dern is the main character. And instead of being a likable, sweet dude who talks about spirituality and the importance of loving, you know, uh, animals and, and stuff like that, he is a fucking crazy person who murders his crewmates <laughs> in order to protect the forest. And I'm just like, Oh, it's an echo terrorist movie. That's my, that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. Like and Dave said we should do a, we should do an episode covering silent Runny and Soylent green and, and Soylent running these, the, uh, the crossover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. green is actually, is actually very good. That's a, that's a Charlton Heston movie. And everyone knows the punchline of that mm-hmm. one. What but, uh, uh, the uh, soil green is? People? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> soil green is delicious. <laughs> they actually made a diet food or something called soil green. You know that? They yeah, and they did. Did, like, did they know or not know? Like, how do you not know that line? I, I don't like, understand. Yeah. If, it, if you're like older than eight, somebody has made that joke. No matter how old that movie is, that's like near to Casablanca level of quotableness right there. That's right. like people don't know what the hell, you know, you blew it up, you maniacs is from, but they definitely heard you blew it up, you maniacs. Right. And, and you've heard Soylent Green as people. Soylent Green as people. That's just one right. of those things. I, I would, would have assumed, but perhaps. Right. In any case, Nebraska is uh, and is a black and white. Black and white uh, film. Black it and white has, film. has Will Forte in it, who mm-hmm. is a fair, It's a he's a he's a talented actor, but he mm-hmm. does always kind of play Will Forte, no matter. He's always Will Forte. Yes. Right. And, and yeah, like even if he becomes a little more serious, he still is Will Forte, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like there's a, uh, what I, I guess what I like about the casting of him in this movie is that the reason why the movie feels so prickly is because Will Forte is not George Clooney. Like there's that if someone was there to be handsome and extremely uh, like uh, attractive and serious, mm-hmm. um, then it would buffer the movie a little bit more. Instead, you have Will Forte, like it seems completely unequipped to um, charm his way out of any situation in this film. Like it's not going to happen. He is fucking mm-hmm. exhausted and he's Will Forte there the whole time. And he's just sort of like, he's not, he's, he's there as a projection of my worst self rather than the my projection of my best self as George Clooney in that sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't think he was that bad. No, I don't I, think he's bad. I don't think he's bad. I think it's appropriate. I, yeah. I, I, he's, 
yeah. Uh, uh, Bruce Dern's obviously very good in this as right. his confused elderly father. Yep. Uh, the mother, she's been in a million things, mm -hmm. and uh, she's also plays the same character she always plays, but it's well cast for this yes. for sure. Yep, correct. Uh, Bob Ogender, uh, is, correct, yeah, is really good in it. Funny as well, and oh, but as very, very good. Uh, but most of the other characters uh, in this are clearly non-actors. Non -actors. Yeah, that, this is definitely a non-actor situation, and right. and again, that adds to the sort of the roughness of the, the movie, right? The the artsiness of this yeah. thing, right? Um, and also sort of very much by design because the characters that are being depicted here are supposed to be, uh, and I, I don't want to say this, uh, not in any condescending way, but they're simple farming flyover yeah, Midwest, you know, Midwest, Nebraska, right, literally. Right? And yeah. And I think that uh, the movie came under fire for this. Like he's uh, pain, I believe is from the Midwest. Like this is his, this is his zone. Right. Um, and, uh, this is a, you know, it's not exactly a love letter to the Midwest. It's a little bit more critical than like, for instance, something like Fargo, which is way more arch in its portrayal of the Midwest also clearly loves everybody in the Midwest. Like the Coens love everyone they're portraying. You right. they're kind of making fun of it. Um, I don't get that feeling from Alexander Payne. He's like, some of these people are fucking idiots. <laughs> like he just sort of right. leaves it there, you know. And if you weren't from the area, I think it, it you know, it, it would it would probably play a little bit. But he more won an Oscar for this, didn't he? I think so. I so think what so. Are, what are, what are, what are the what are the accolades on this one compared Let's, to uh, let me the descendants? A little, a little scan here. Uh, IMDb is so so broken right now; it's mm. on the verge of uselessness. It's yeah. like you like for instance. Uh, you can get actors. Did you know user reviews frequently ask questions about IMDb box office contribute to this page? I'm just like, where's the movie? <laughs> like, I have right. no idea where the fucking movie info is. Right now. There we go. Okay. Nominated for six Oscars. Uh, and okay. Nebraska. Uh, let's see. Nominations. Uh, 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 best motion picture of the year. Best performance by an actor in a leading role, Bruce Stern. Best mm -hmm. performance by an actress in a, uh, in a supporting role, June Squibb. Um, uh, cinematography, directing Alexander Payne again, obviously. And uh, best original screenplay by Bob Nelson. So it actually did. It, it, uh, I don't think it won anything. It didn't it, win anything? I don't think it won anything. But it definitely, you know, it was, it was recognized. It was, it was like, oh. this is like you said, it's like one, this, this movie disappeared from the earth after that point. But at right. the time, everyone actually knew what this thing was. It, it felt like something I should watch when I came right. out. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's another Oscar. -y. Looks Oscar. -y. Right. Fuck. Fuck. If the artist can win, <laughs> like, Hey, it's black and white. Sure. That's fine. The artist yeah. is good. It's perfectly fine. Maybe, but sure. I don't know. Sideways sort of got to me. Right. right. Because there's something about, there's something about the way that those films are that that were important to me like sideways it, sideways looks like it's going to be a romantic movie involving you know the wine country in california 
Yeah, and it's shot like that too. It is like it has all and that it, beautiful, you know, sort of rim right. lighting and all that kind of stuff. Right. And what was that? What? Uh, uh, do you ever see the movie Bottle Shock? Do you ever see that one? Oh, I haven't seen that. That's with um, what's his name? He who uh, passed away. Uh, from uh, yeah, it's uh, Alan Rickman, right? Isn't yeah, that? I think so. Let me see. I may be wrong. Shock. I maybe I'm mixing it. But yeah, I know the movie you're talking about. I've not seen it. But it's basically bottle shock is what uh, that's from 2008. It's about some fantastic. Uh, so it's it's about a story about a, a California wine that won some big nomination. Yes, Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 about it's about a uh, and Chris Pine, uh, uh, Bill, <laughs> Bill Bill Pullman as well is, nice. is the main okay. character. Okay, so it's thing. basically about a, a vineyard in 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 California that won some big wine award for the first time. Then the French were shocked because it was not a French wine, right? Right. That's the whole right. point, right? right? So that's that's what everyone kind of thought they were going to watch when they saw Sideways. And instead, yes, there's a romantic vision of the uh, of the California coastline right. and mountains and beauty and. Yes. wonder of getting loaded in the middle of nowhere and and the <laughs> the that's not that that you get in sideways right? right that's what was hard for it to be right you're, that's, a, I you're think, a disgusting alcoholic who's kidding himself <laughs> yes and stealing money from your elderly mother's wallet yeah you're this, a shameful a, person shameful person and knows that you know like doesn't know how to deal with the fact that he's at the bottom of his life right, right. that's right. a really amazing thing to me i lo- appreciated that and i was like yes Yes. Right. yes. And then yeah. somehow I wanted, I, I, I was not like, I think a lot of people went to go see Sideways thinking they were going to get bottle shock and they yeah, got no. a horrible experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine but, being on a date and going to that movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Suddenly there's a naked dude running down the street. Yeah. That's gold. That's pure gold. Yeah. And then about Schmidt was something else. It's like, oh, it's got such great actors and this and that. And you, fucking deal with the dose of the horror like the 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 flaws of all these characters yes right about and, it sits very well with nebraska to me it does exactly right so it right. does except nebraska is like okay what do i do if i take about schmidt but i make it a give it a slightly oscar possible ending to it Again, yes. right, right. You see, he's going so, to the gold. Right. So, so that's what he does. Like that, that, that's that's my criticism of it. As a, you know, here on this one, I agree with you a little bit more uh, on this. On this, because like Descendants, I like it being an Oscar movie. Nebraska, I, I like it less for being an Oscar movie. Right. I'm just like, if you're gonna go, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, go, go hard, go hard, like, go hard after this thing. Right. And it's, and it's a little bit uh yeah like for an abrasive such an abrasive movie to watch Mm -hmm. it lands weird like i'm just like this really should see it all the way through and you should be in the territory of like what's the um uh what's the uh like the haneke alzheimer's film or something like that where you're just like oh god this is a fucking disaster you know you just feel like i don't know if i can watch this anymore like because you have like bruce turn can handle it you know, Bruce Dern is so good that you like. I started wondering, like, it, uh, is he really actually like this? Is this mm-hmm. who he is now? And they're just sort of filming it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that he's he's really like Bruce Dern is actually like one of these actors that got you know better and better and better as he got older. Like, I don't think he's particularly great when he's young, um, but he he really leans into the you know sort of like 
crotchety old disappointed has been very very well yeah. and by the time he hits this he's 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 hit a real streak so I, I i think that him and forte are great in this movie but i agree with you that this is this this smacks a little bit of like you know important film land in the end uh, yeah in a, in a way that doesn't doesn't sit yeah so so um there, there, there's part of it that I really appreciated. There's a lot of it that I really appreciated and sure. I thought that was really good in it. But here's the quick premise of the film, right? Uh, the film is uh, about uh, Bruce Dern uh, keeps walk, clearly has, you know, dementia of some mm-hmm. kind. He's not completely gone, but he's right. not completely with it either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, they live in Montana. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Billings, I believe, and they are. Uh, and hello he, to Billings fans. I've been there. It's a lovely place. Yeah, and he is uh, keeps he keeps getting out of the house, and he's going to walk to Nebraska right. because he believes he has won a million dollars because he, he got, got this thing in the mail. This thing in the mail, which is uh, for those of you who are not from the United States, there is junk mail that we get in the United States far more than you get in any other country. I will tell you that from experience. And the junk mail, one of the things that John sells is publishers clearing house sweepstakes, which sends you mail. That it's may- trash. That's trash. That makes it seem like you won a million dollars. Right. And you get like an envelope that's just stuffed with crap. Stuffed with crap. And it's basically about you trying to get uh, um, to do things. And when you read it very carefully, you realize that you may have won a million dollars if you are one of the people that has been chosen to do this or whatever. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It's It's a whole scam and it's really terrible. Right. right? And they probably deforested half of Brazil by printing. Right. And the, and the, and the, and the, the, the thing, the piece of mail that comes in has got all this ornate decorations on it to make it look like it's a big winning ticket when it's not. Right. Right. Uh, And it's aimed at people just like Bruce Dern. It is right. right, and so he keeps saying, "I'm going to Lincoln, Nebraska, because that's where the publisher's clearinghouse is." <laughs> right, right. And I don't trust the mail with this. I'm going to pick it up myself. Right, right. You just have uh, a million bucks sitting in the mail. Not gonna... Right, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Right. <laughs> and so his son keeps picking him up and sending him, driving him back home. And his wife, his mother, who's played by what's her name, uh, um, uh. Uh, uh, June Squibb, uh, and she's great. She's yeah, she is terrific. She's she is terrific. She's really great. She's been in a million things. What else has she been in? Uh, oh, she was in About Schmidt. That's right. She was the mom yeah, in About the, Schmidt. The, yeah, yeah, who dies she's, in About Schmidt. Uh, yeah, she, yeah, she is a legitimately fantastic character actor. And, and yes, but she does always play the same yeah. character as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is, uh, that's her zone. That's her she, zone, she, and she she's very well cast for this, right? Yeah, so she basically does feel like a, you know, the old Midwestern mom yeah. situation, right? Um, anyway, uh, where was I? So uh, she keeps saying, like, he's an idiot, he's an idiot, he's an idiot. You know, why does he keep doing this, et cetera, et cetera. And so her, uh, uh, Will Forte, is find out he works at a stereo store. Right. And he's trying to sell stereos. Very, you know, typical situation. Not super successful. Not, not total not, middle of the road. Middle of the road has a, has a job and he's fine. Right. Um, his brother is uh, Bob Okener and he, Odenkirk, yeah. Odenkirk. And he uh, is like 
like a, a, a local news uh, anchor for a local station in Billings, Montana, right? Which, if you guys know the United States, Billings is not a hugely populated place. So being a local news anchor has slightly minor local celebrity status, yeah, but not yeah. much beyond that. Yeah. Uh, Billings is a, like, it sounds like a city. It's very small. <laughs> like I think the entire like... population of Billings is maybe 200,000. Like, yes. Right, maybe. I, I really, I was very And it's the largest city lovely, in Montana. City. I think all of Montana is maybe a million people. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm. I really. I gotta say, I I spent a lot of time in Montana. I love Montana. People oh, in Montana, are lovely people, beautiful scenery, fantastic. Absolutely, one hundred percent. It is 100%. gorgeous country, yeah. but it's. I'm not. I'm talking. We're just basically saying it's a small. The, the yes. population is quite small, right? Um. Anyway, so uh, so there. Anyway, that's where the situation is with uh with uh um uh. With with the Brewster, and so basically the the idea here is that uh, he finds out um, that his uh, eventually, basically, Will Forte decides, you know what, he's he's going to keep going and keep going and keep going. So why don't I just take time off work and drive yeah. him there? Because he can't drive. I'm going to do this, and we'll I can do this, and we'll get it over right. with. Right? right? We'll just get this over with. Right. And so they go. And then uh, while they're in Nebraska, they decide that uh, they're going to visit their family because they are all originally from Nebraska, right? Uh, not in Lincoln, Nebraska, but this small town called like Hamilton or something like that, whatever it is. Um, so they decide they're going to – well, Will Forte decides they're going to stop by and see family while they're there. Might as well take advantage of that time, right? Mm. Uh and while this happens, uh, Bruce Dern basically uh, starts to tell people about this million dollars that he has. Yes. <laughs> and everyone says, you're a millionaire. That's amazing. Right. And they're all excited about it. And he's It's says, another yeah, sort of classic sitcom setup, right? Right. It is a little bit. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Not bad. But I mean, just pointed out. That's, he's attracted to that kind of a gag. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. And there's two there's two groups of people that find out about this. One, oh, the other thing we find out is basically his father's an alcoholic as well. On top mm -hmm. of the Alzheimer's, he's an alcoholic, and he keeps finding him wandering off and going into bars, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's that's one of the things that keeps happening, um, and passed out or whatever. So, um, so two two groups of people find out about his quote unquote million dollars. Uh, one of them is his family, <laughs> including mm -hmm. his. Uh, Will Forte's uh, cousins that are hilarious, mm -hmm. that are two twins that are total losers, right? Yeah, the catch guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, and that's really quite funny. Right. Um, and then uh, there's another guy who used to be his business, the the uh, Bruce Dern's uh, business partner, way, way, way back in the day, who Bruce Dern says is a as a cheat and a horrible person and uh, stole his air compressor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> and he wants to get his air compressor back from him, right? Right. Um, and uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, oh, it's good. All right. So finally, they 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 have this whole situation. Uh, they uh, 
there's a big family dinner that they do. They all say, oh, my God, you're so rich. What are you going to do with a million dollars? And it's like, well, everyone else says, you realize this isn't real, right? They're like, oh, sure. Yeah, you don't want people to know. Like, people ask right. me for handouts. Right, right. It's like, no, this isn't real. They isn't don't real. get it. They yeah. don't get it. They don't get it. They think that he really has the money, right? Right. And then uh, pretty much what happens after that is uh, they're in a bar again. And they get out of the bar. I might have skipped a few steps here, but they get out of the bar and the the stupid cousins have ski masks on. It's clearly Mm -hmm. them. Right. (laughs) And they try to. And they try, they, 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 they beat him up and they steal the letter from the guy from, from Brewster. Right. And run off with it. And, uh, then they uh, they basically uh, uh, run off, and uh, Will Ford says, "Fuck though, I gotta get those guys." So he goes to the cousin, and says, "Where is it?" He says, "I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about?" And then it's like, "Well, we don't have it." And it's like, "Shut up, man!" And they basically like admit that they the fact that they stole it, but they don't want to tell them where it is. And they say, oh, "Okay, well maybe maybe we dropped it on the street and we find it." So they go look for it on the street, and they're looking for it everywhere, and then they go into the bar and then they find the his old business partner who is who is really here's another thing that i think i have a problem with this movie slightly is the old business partner plays like a classic villain right yeah exactly you know what i mean right 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 he is like a classic villain like he's just everything (laughs) he does is bad yeah it's it's nightly whiplash yeah exactly and that that is not typical like normally what i like about movies that someone like this like that alex Payne would do or someone like alex is that every character has some good and some bad in them and there's different balances of that but they this guy never redeems himself from anything he's just an asshole the whole time right 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 what one note it's a one note he's a one note character he's like might as well just have a handlebar mustache that he twirls and go "Ah, yes you know and he's just the tracks bruce darren yeah yeah (laughs) so uh he's in the bar right and uh he's reading the letter to everyone in the bar and laughing and making fun of uh uh of bruce darren right right the microphone fell that's all right keep keep going i'm with okay you. so so <laughs> at which point will forte goes up to the guy grabs the letter and then punches him <laughs> <laughs> which is appropriate which is appropriate, <laughs> sure. appropriate right so they finally get off the road to go to lincoln nebraska he takes him to lincoln nebraska tells him that it's not real he says okay if you didn't win, can we go now? And the woman says, do you want a hat? <laughs> I hate to leave, to leave with that, nothing. And it, they leave. And at which point, the uh, uh, Will Forte looks at the woman and is like, does this happen a lot? He goes, yeah, at least once a week. You know, usually people like your dad think they want it. And that's, you know, it happens. I was like... Okay. All right. So he asks him, you know, why did you, why did you want to to get this million dollars? Why was it so important to you, dad? And we've, you know, his, his father, this whole time, 
which was really well done by by Bruce Dern, actually. And I know this from someone who I've known several people with Alzheimer's, and it definitely makes sense, is Stace has been fixated on this problem the whole time and doesn't tell you any other information. Just basically, it's like, that's it. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that's keeping him driven, right, is this this million dollars, right? Um, and he asks him why he wants it. And he basically says, so that I could have left something for you boys. Right. And you realize finally, like, that's what it is. And it's like, what would you have done with a million dollars? It's like, I would have bought a truck. Right. And I would have gotten an air compressor. <laughs> right. So like, okay, well, you don't really need a million dollars. For it. Anyway. So Will Forte then decides that he is going to trade in his Subaru for a new truck, <laughs> puts the truck in his father's name, but his father's not allowed to drive anymore. So it's pretty much his truck. He's just in his father's name, just so that his dad owns a truck and then buys an air compressor for him at the local Home Depot, Right. And they put that in the truck as well. And so now his father has the two things that he wanted from the million dollars, the truck and the air compressor. And uh, then they, uh, 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 oh, wait, there were some other parts to it that I forgot about. This is before that happened, right? This is a funny scene. So before they get the whole air compressor things, they're driving around the old town uh, with the mother who's now with them and the father and him and his brother. So so the, the two brothers, it's the whole family, right? And they're in a small car and they're driving around and they're looking at all the old houses and they're saying, well, this is where this guy lives and this is where this guy lives. And then they look and they're saying, and this is where this guy lives, which is his partner, <laughs> right? The old guy, the, the evil guy. And the two brothers says, should we do it? Let's do it. And they drive up to the property, sneak into the barn and steal the air compressor. <laughs> right? They're like, we got it. It's like, why did you take so-and-so's air compressor? Says the dad. It's like, no, I thought that was this house. They're like, oh, you're right. It wasn't this guy's house. It was the other guy's house. They're such nice people. Why would we steal their air compressor? And it's like, oh shit. So they have to go back and return the air compressor. It's a whole thing. Anyway, in the end, they end up getting, he ends up getting the air compressor end up getting the town and the Hollywood ending that we get here is that he get, lets his dad drive his truck a couple of blocks with the air compressor in the back in the old town. And everyone's looking at him, all of his, all these old guys in town's like, Hey, Woody, how you doing? Nice truck. Right. And even his cousins are like, Hey, good looking good, Woody. And, that's it, right? He got the things he needed. So to me, it was the ending, you know, is supposed to make you feel good. It does a little bit, but it wasn't like the hard lesson learned or anything like that. You know what I mean? Oh, you're muted. Or I can't hear you, Dan. You haven't been talking the whole time. I don't know how long that's been. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. What's happened? What's happened? Check your mic. Check your mic. Da, da, da. Sorry, guys. Keep going. Anyway, I will keep going talking about it. Uh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah, you're back. You're back. I'm, I'm switching to my, my crappy mic and my headphones. I uh, okay. disconnected and it fell over. Sorry, I was saying uh-huh the whole time while you were talking. Okay. <laughs> but what I was going to say is that the, like, like, I think this is a good movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think that, like, it can't decide whether it wants to be a more Hollywood or less Hollywood movie. Right. And, 
in the and it tries to be artsy by making it black and white too. Yeah, and it's not the that's not the right choice. Like I think it's a pretty good looking movie. I don't think it's a bad yeah. looking movie, but it's like even the photography is sort of it's uh it's it feels like it's black and white because uh it's like in the in the sixties or the seventies like you know uh people still shot black and white because it was cheap. Like in the sixties, like you, if you're making an independent film in the early sixties, like you're right. getting, you didn't have enough money to, do, to, yeah, to developing color film was expensive. It was a more expensive thing to do. And, uh, and, uh, and it lent, and like, it has a sort of, um, like, I like, I like that look, like the, the cheap black and white look is actually a, a really good look. And I think that's what this movie looks like. It's not like mank black and white, like mm-hmm. mank black and white is like, you know, satin, you know, it's just yeah. incredible looking. Um, and this is not like that. This is very, very bleak. It feels like clerks, right? It's the same kind of like, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like really underfunded bleakness. And it's like, it's better framed than clerks is clerk clerks, a little haphazard, but like, it's be- like, it's, it's getting good shots and they're doing a nice job, but it feels lo-fi indie and very, uh, like I said, prickly. And so the entire mood of the movie keeps on pushing towards a more bitter, experience then it really ends up trying to validate and so what it ends up doing is setting me up to disbelieve its hollywood ending right like it puts me in the wrong mindset to be on board with the end of the film uh instead of like getting me like if you want to do the two-layer thing and start like we're showing the bleakness but secretly we're telling you a romantic story about this guy gets one last hurrah like Mm -hmm. you can do you can totally do that but it but he doesn't do it right. Like, this is like, I'm just like, I feel like you wanted to make a meaner movie and you, and you backed off because you wanted to see if, you know, you can push an award season. And I'm just right. like, I, I just don't think there was the right choice. It's still a very, it's a very funny, good movie with really, really good uh, acting in it. And some really, some great little, great sequences. Right. Um, but like, it's, it's funny with the descendants where he goes really hard after being Hollywood is much more successful. Which one was first? Uh, I, let me look. I'm not. I, so I want to say that Nebraska was first. Nebraska's 14. Right. And Descendants is 15. Okay, no, so the Descendants is. Oh, is, that's no. That's 11. Uh, it's 11? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Jesus. I got it totally backwards. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm just like, he re- he knows how he does it spot on by really by by pushing it and getting Clooney and sort of like setting in Hawaii and like the like, I, I know that's based on a thing so it's like he can choose not but he chose a movie that that pushes all that stuff to the fore in Descendants mm-hmm. and like it's definitely like yeah, so he's making a uh, a Hollywood movie that has a little bit of bite to it right a lot of intelligence uh, that comes closer i think that to earning its hollywood ending than this does where it's like this movie feels like it's made for about eight thousand dollars uh yeah and, and with but that, it's I also like it, it but should... th- listen eight thousand dollars you can still make a great movie absolutely right? true absolutely right right true. so so but but the thing i think that's and you he did get good performances from these people oh it's right? terrific yeah no right? no so, fault to any of the actors i think that it's just, just uh, the general plot it's it's a little it the, the plot is a good idea but it could have been so much more and the, the, here's why I'm, here's what i'm going to compare it to uh i think because 
we've already talked about this movie and there's a lot of similarities in terms of the structure of what's happening in this, these films, uh, Paris, Texas, right? Oh yeah. 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 Perfect. Because Paris, yeah, yeah. Texas yes. is also a road film about a man going through a journey and having to deal with something. But the journey that you go through is so much more meaningful and so unexpected and like, so unexpected. Is- right. Right. Well, like the, the, the glory of making a movie on the cheap, right. Is that you aren't beholden to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like you can be completely honest about what you feel about something and you can shoot it the way you want to shoot in Paris, Texas. Like this is where the movie needs to go. So this is where we're going to go. We're not going right. to like try and force it into being something else. And, uh, and I think that there's just a, there's a tonal element to Nebraska, which is like, it may, it puts me in that space and then goes, oh, shucks. In the end, you're like, oh, shucks? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Brought to you from the guy who made Sideways. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this needs the Sideways then. And good God. I mean, like, this is like, this movie for me, I mean, like, uh, you know, my, uh, uh, like my my dad was very very old when I was born, and so you right. know, um, when he passed away, he was uh, he, he was, uh, was dementia go go, and it was very very it was very tough um, on my mom and all that right. kind of stuff. So like I have very strong feelings about like I think it's like you like I don't have a problem making like um, making a joke about it because like that's how you alleviate like when you're in that situation that's how you alleviate that like oh absolutely absolutely you know so i don't have I, like uh, like i would never be offended by any of that at all um uh but i also re- i do want it to be as as uh if the movie's going to take on something tough and be try to be honest about it then i think it has a responsibility to itself to follow through the swing you know mm-hmm. And, uh, and like the, I think you can have the Hollywood moment, like you can keep the Hollywood moment, but don't let that be the last, uh, flavor of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. like, like have it, have that highlight be in there, but do something to take the spin off the ball a little bit. So it grounds you again and said, but don't fucking lose your mind. Like this isn't right. a fantasy. This is actually quite hard. Right. You know, and then bring it back down to that level. Then the movie would have landed correctly instead of like, it just doesn't really, it has, and it does, it does have, and I can see why some people in the Midwest would be kind of insulted by this. It has a lot of comedy and a lot of it is making fun of people from the Midwest. Yeah. You know, like the scene of all of them, the old white guys sitting there watching the football game. Yeah. Right. 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 And not saying anything, just not, Basically, there he's basically saying, "Look at all these uninteresting people." Yeah, look at this. Look at these. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing there's else. No, I guess, like, nothing. Nothing going nothing on in our lives. Said. Yes, there's nothing, nothing else going on in our lives except they're just watching the game, sitting right. on the couch, doing right. nothing. Right. right, and that is that is you know there's there's no depth to their life, and it that's right. that's kind of. <sighs> I can see how that's definitely seen. Well, it's just like there's, there's no, nothing else gets said, you know, it's like the only, the only problem I have is like, I don't mind. I mean, like that is, this is also true. Like this, these are just simple farm folks. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's (laughs) like, like this, there's no, like, don't, don't, don't bring it up without like having a point to bring it up outside of being, you know, like I said, look at these fucking morons. Like that's, that's not much, that's not much to say. Like, that's just saying I'm smart and they're not, I have a life and they don't, you know, I'm just like, that's, eh, I don't know about that. Like, I think that like you, you have to be, you can be, you can be critical. Like I should, whenever you see a movie that is 
Like you can be as critical as you want to be about whoever, but always try to keep things open enough that I feel like you're, um, that you would, if you were to turn the same criticism on yourself, it would be just as honest. And, uh, and I think that like when, you know, when you, when he was picked on for the representation of folks in the Midwest here, it isn't so much a problem of like saying this is true or untrue. It's just that the movie is a little bit shallow in it's taking some easy shots. Sure. You know? And he thinks that he, because he's from the because area. Because he does he something, he does something similar with about Schmidt, right? Right. Right. So, but it's somehow like, you know, he does make fun of those characters. He'd make definitely make fun of all levels, right? From the, right. from, from, uh, uh, of that, but the acting was a little bit different and its characters were a little bit. It's a little, it's, it's earned. Like all that stuff is earned. I'll, I'll right. It's a pretty good movie. It's a very good movie. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really, I think that everybody involved understands like how to balance what's happening. And I really like that. Like, uh, like, like what I like with the Batchman is that like it it does the right like it makes it a less crowd pleasing movie but like Nicholson really doesn't have an arc in that movie at all right like and uh, and like he just doesn't like he doesn't really grow in the way that Hollywood movie would want him to grow I know and a lot of and, people had problems with that yeah they like they right, want the Hollywood want growth like right. why did I go on this damn freaking journey of yeah, this film and got nothing like out of it yeah right exactly and i think that that's a more valid thing to say you well, know, that's the it. thing it's like some people just don't change <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and like that's an interesting and because like then you're spending the movie with me getting on his side right and and empathizing with him and and feeling his pain and then nothing happens like that makes you go, uh, I was now you're making, now you're criticizing me. Like you're revealing to me my, my own inaction, you know? And I think that that's really responsible filmmaking, you know? Right. And, uh, and whereas like Nebraska is like, you know, Nebraska is good, but it never really, like, I think, yeah, I feel like he, he's making a lot of easy choices in this thing, mm -hmm. which he doesn't normally do in his movies. And some of them are, pretty good choice something that's pretty funny and uh you know like that's like, like, like you said it's like making it in black and white like black and white is not a, you know that doesn't, do you, me do you, doesn't do you, mean anything unless you, you want it unless you make it mean something do you think because of the descendants he kind of said i'm like he bought into the oscar thing i think that happens I don't know. I mean, I don't know the guy, so I don't know what if it happened. I think it definitely happens, and if and when it happens, you end up with movies. It's like, well, if I did, I gave you a little bit of Hollywood. How about I give you a whole lot more Hollywood? Yeah, exactly. And, and I feel like, like, and he did I'm get not... a bunch of nominations. So sure, it, was like, it, you know. it worked, but also it's kind of forgotten. You know, it's like this is the this is the kind of thing where I mean, I mean, I really love Alexander Pan. I really like his movies. Like, yeah, his his worst movie is still a good movie. Um, yes. but like the first movie I saw from him was Citizen Ruth. The second mm -hmm. one was. Uh, election election and those are uh <laughs> and those those talk about flawed play. characters fuck man they do not play it safe in the slightest and yep. they and they and like they take these big swings that also hit the audience oh, you know which yeah. is the greatest which is the greatest because i don't want to be there making just making fun of somebody like yeah i want i want i want i want some of that dust to come back on me. Like right. I want to, like I want, you, I want. you feel responsible for what happened on the screen, even though you have nothing. Yes. 
to yeah, do with you it. Feel, you identify that same kind of shame in yourself. You know, just like yes. when you're watching, like, you know, when you're watching election and you're like this, like this, the, the cheap skeeziness of uh, Ferris Bueller there. Like, he is like <laughs> Matthew Broderick. It's like, I like how not... you called it. The other night you called it, you called it like the sequel to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's, that's weird. That's weird to think of it that way. It's, it's the unofficial sequel to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And it's just like that, that movie is so, um, like, it really earns its, uh, its laughs and its bitterness. Like, oh, God. It's brutal in every direction. And it, and it made you real like Reese Witherspoon, who's always such a, you know, rom-com happy. Oh, it's actress. Just, the best thing she ever did. She's ever done. Yeah. She's like a, she's like a razor blade in that movie. She's absolutely yeah. incredible, you know? And for the, anyone out there who hasn't seen Citizen Ruth, I also highly, highly, highly recommend Citizen Ruth, especially now because it will really upset you right now because of all, all the antics involving Roe yeah. versus Wade in the South. Like this is an, this is an abortion topic movie, right? right? And it's about the politics of abortion and anti-abortion and all this kind of stuff. And it, uh, it spends, you know, Fifty percent of its time, hardcore, brutally, brutally making fun of the Republicans who uh, think the way that they do, and the other fifty percent of the time, it is beating the shit out of you. <laughs> like it is such a vicious, vicious movie, uh, but it's an equal opportunity vicious movie, and it really makes you think about like how you practice your own yeah. beliefs and it's really really stunning and so like that's the kind of stuff i expect to see from pain and with nebraska totally good movie if i didn't know who made it i'd be like oh it's really good it's a really sweet movie you should say it. it's great you know and like that's about all i got but uh, yeah yeah but I, I expect to like especially when you get bruce turn who is more than happy to fucking be as you know, he, he will, he will go for it. Like he will definitely right. go for it. Uh, and, uh, you, you have a, as a filmmaker, I think he, that he should have embraced, uh, you know, embr embraced the real indiness of it and said, let's make something that's hard, you know, and make something that's really, that uh, ends up really caring about people in the Midwest, um, in a, in, in heart, in harsh terms, but really, but but earns it. Uh, instead, he's just like, wouldn't it be great if people were just fucking nice? <laughs> just like, right, boo, you know. Yeah. And, and and on the other end, obviously, I love you know, Descendants Hollywood loved it. So I'm all for the Hollywood thing, but never ever don't 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 there's snow a, me. There's it's a, yeah, it's a little bit of a balance, right? Like there's always I don't know, like the 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 movie that I sort of here's another comparison it's weird because it's a comedy but uh i it, it's um uh forgetting sarah marshall oh yeah yeah right another brutal movie brutal right movie. that's yeah. a great and i think there's something to be said about forgetting sarah marshall also goes to hawaii so maybe that's the relationship yeah, it's connected right. uh but but it's specifically like the flaws like what i love about that comedy is that absolutely every character is a balance between good and bad Yes, yes, absolutely. Right? And he shows absolutely. cases both of those things in all the characters. Yep. Uh, and everyone has their good points, everyone has their bad points, everyone right. has their shame, everyone has their glory. Like he lets everybody have it. Let's everybody everyone have, have it. it. And and like yeah. somehow, like at the ending of that movie, it kind of has a Hollywood ending. Sure, sure. But but at the same time, it's so funny and not what you expected if you from yes. the story you started with yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? and that, that's this is the thing is like you like i 
I actually, um, when I was on the uh, um, uh, a, uh, a Fine Cup of Culture podcast uh, for Dune, uh, a couple yeah. of the episodes out now, like we talked, I talked a lot about uh, this, which is like, I actually love, I love Hollywood movies and I love Hollywood endings. Right. Um, but the problem with Hollywood endings is that for most, for, uh, for most filmmakers, even if you fuck it up, you still get the points. Right. Right. And I dis I don't think that is the, like, if you go for a Hollywood ending, that is like, that's like Babe Ruth walking out and pointing at the stands and saying, I'm going to hit the ball over here. Like mm-hmm. if you're going, if you go out and you're going to, and you wind up for the Hollywood ending, like you don't bunt, <laughs> like you go for it and you earn it and you have to earn it in order for it to pay off. It's a right. high stakes gamble to do it, you know? And I think that's forgetting Sarah Marshall actually does that really, really, really well. Like right. it gives you the happiness that you deserve for going through the fucking like cringe horror show of the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, like it pays you so off. funny. It's so fucking hysterical, man. It's yeah. great. And, uh, but Hollywood, Hollywood endings that don't make you pay for them or the unearned Hollywood ending makes you feel like you just ate a whole shitload of marshmallows. Right. And, uh, and it just doesn't, doesn't work. doesn't work. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would, but at the same time, like, I think that people like you and me and, you know, probably most of the people in this chat and definitely Eric, I could sense Eric didn't necessarily like Nebraska. Sure. For similar the, reasons. Yeah. Right, right, uh, right. He was making like his, his sarcastic remarks were like pretty much dead on. Sure. Uh, but I think that people like us is because we, 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 we just don't want the Hollywood ending sometimes. Right. right. Um, and, and because we, we know the formula that that is, it's the, mm-hmm. it's the same formula that, that gives you, you know, Chewbacca and the millennium Falcon, because that's what the audience wants. Right. 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 And, and I think that it's, um, I think that there's something that, uh, that's a little disappointing in that. Now, that being said, I, think that it's not necessarily that the studios are giving what the audience wants is they give what they think the audience yes, wants. Thank you. I was going to say this. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. This is because, the and the, the audience sometimes doesn't realize that they're being given the same <laughs> shit every time. Now right. they're perfectly happy. I, I, you know what's interesting to me is I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this little rant here a little bit because I know I I, I had this conversation with my with my wife yesterday and I was talking about my anti nostalgia feeling and she started yelling at me right and she said she said you contradict yourself all the time you are so nostalgic all the time <laughs> interesting okay what's okay. the argument there That's and so and I say and I said and you know I've I have learned to uh, pretty much agree with everything she says about me because it always ends up being right. So I don't really defend myself against her. I was like, well, explain what you mean by that. Right. And I started realizing that, right? And so the what she said is like, you're, you always talk about things from the past and you are nostalgic about things that happened in the past, right? Remember when things used to not be nostalgic? I miss those days. Well... <laughs> I'm going to say that exact thing, right? <laughs> so I found myself yesterday as I was working, you know, I sometimes I just put on YouTube stuff, watching like old, old videos of 
from like 1978, 1979 of The Cure. Oh, shit. I love The Cure. I still I fucking love it. I know, right? I but when yes. they were super young and oh, yeah. people had never heard that music before. I, yeah. yeah. And it was like, and I was watching. So I was like, wait a minute. I am nostalgic for The Cure. And then what I realized is I'm not against nostalgia itself. Mm-hmm. I act because I actually am nostalgic. What I'm nostalgic for is when things were new, right? I, yeah, I get it. I hear you. I, hear I when looking, watch it, watching the cure do like one of their first concerts in Rotterdam or wherever they were. It was in a very small audience in a club in Paris or something, whatever, you know, these things that they were doing. And he was so young. Right. He, he looked like yeah, he Robert was 17. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. And, and, and he had short hair and right. like, he looked like he looked, he looked like some kid that you would see from high school, right. like walking around right now. He was amazing. And you're looking at that and it still sounded like him and he's super talented and all that stuff. And I was like, that's amazing. And I was thinking what it would have been like to be there and hearing that for the first time. Right. And oh, sure. to me, it was like, what I love is when things are new or things, something that broke that barrier that sounded different. Like I, this is like something I've never seen before. Right. Right. Oh, well, I totally agree. But that's not, that's not, is that nostalgic for that? That's well, I think or I was nostalgic for that they did, <laughs> because, that, so, because so I'm not, we're not that, getting, we're not yes. getting that anymore. Okay. That's, that to me is a big difference. And I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with Karen on this. I just think it's, a, there's a, there's a way to look at that, 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 that yeah, I think you can look at it this way. For instance, like I totally see what she's saying, and I and I and I get what you're. I I totally feel what you're feeling, right? Okay. Um. Uh. I don't know if I call that nostalgia in the way that we tend to criticize nostalgia on this show, like that. Like, right. That's what like, I'm getting at. Because what I say, right. like for example, nostalgia for me is like what I'm criticizing is they keep remaking fucking Ghostbusters yeah, and trailers. The, and so, right. And then tired of it. Ghost. You know why Ghostbusters was good is because there was nothing like Ghostbusters when it came because, out. Yeah. Right. And this is like because the, the thing is like you're not pretending like the cure is good when it was bad. Like, no. oh, remember the cure? They were so great, and it's actually super shitty. No, the cure is today great like the stuff yes. from there like you have like if i'm gonna listen like you know boys don't cry is like but is that not a good song are you fucking crazy like these, these songs are incredible right you know like uh start to question killing an arab at this point but that's okay it's, but, but, like, well, <laughs> well, well, that, well that's actually based on uh camus right yeah. so that's not, like i mean like i think people misinterpret that song but yes. that is based on the stranger yes. uh so it's not saying what you think of the set I know. um but yeah the but like the fact is like these songs if they came out today i'd be like holy shit this is a great fucking song right like like that's how i would feel about it and uh and what we are what so what is actually being said is that the 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 feeling that you are that is absent right now is what you want right now is to feel and to experience something fresh that is that is literally the opposite of nostalgia like, right like you, well that's like, what i want right right that's the problem i have so for example you know while this is 
kind of where the long way of getting around to what I'm trying to say. Nebraska is like a remake of every other freaking Hollywood movie. <laughs> right. Right. It right. gives you the predictable ending to right. like everything else. And now remakes are just like taking that to the extreme. It's like, okay, well, you want more right. Star Wars? Here's more Star Wars. You know, we'll give you all the scenes that you always wanted in every Star Wars film. Here's you want more Jurassic Park? Here's another more Jurassic Park, you know? Right. And it's like it's like, well, Jurassic Park was great. Why? Because nothing had ever been done like that before. Yeah. And like and it, like because <laughs> like Yes, perfect example because I actually just saw the first. They put out the first like ten minutes of the new Jurassic Park that's coming out this summer, right? Okay. And I, I was like, "Fine, I'll give it a fucking shot. I'll give it a shot. Why not? I'm not gonna not be judgy. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take it on." Mm-hmm. And the first uh, first few minutes, I was like, "This is really interesting. Like, it's just like no music." watching dinosaurs. Oh, like, we're way better that's, that's, at making trailers and marketing pieces well, this, than this, actual like, movies. This, this isn't even a trailer. This is just like straight up a scene. Okay. Right? And they're like, and the CG is pretty good. And it's just like, but it's just like, what if Terrence Malick directed a dinosaur movie? And like he uses dinosaurs in one of his movies. But I mean, like, where you're just like, let's be, let's be in the moment, be peaceful. Let's just right. watch these animals interact. And it goes on for like maybe three minutes. And I was like, oh shit. If this is, are they making something fresh out of Jurassic Park? And then, like, the moment I thought it, they're like, camera goes up, and the crazy weird match dissolve, and right. guys with guns come in. I was like, oh, it's that movie again. <laughs> it's like, right. I, already, I already saw the movie you are telling me, and I didn't like it when I saw it. So I don't know what you expected to do. You're, you started to make something new and then stopped in favor of something, of something that I didn't like already and I've seen 10 times. Right. You know, like, so th- this is the, the struggle that we have is like, I mean, I think it's, I think it's appropriate to say that you feel nostalgic for, you know, moments like when you saw the cure for the first time, right. like that's the, that's not, that's not an incorrect use of the word nostalgia, but like what you're actually wanting, you don't want to go back in time and experience that it's, you want to experience something like that today but they're about also, something new <laughs> they're also doing this like listen they, they keep saying we have to remake these movies because mm. or make sequels to these movies because or whatever it is like you know yeah. we're gonna Why? take uh you know 21 jump street we're gonna make that into sure. a movie we're gonna take this we're gonna take chips make that into a movie right. like just constantly right yes. and it takes someone like which is interesting because it's basically jason reitman which is alan reitman's uh, uh, son, right? Yeah, the Ghostbusters guy's son directed the new Ghostbusters, right? Right, and I'm like, but this is a really good director too. He did Up in the Air. He did Thank sure. You for Smoking. Like, yep. like these, like, and then they're like, oh, you're just, just going to do that because maybe somehow it might legitimize this to make people say, well, maybe yeah, this you're... is going to be a better version, and it probably is, but. Why are we even doing this still? I know. Well, and especially like now, I have not seen the new Ghostbusters, so I can't say whether it's any good. And like, it might yeah, be no, great. I'm I sure it may, it may be great, but even if it is, but it's like what, you know? like what they're doing in that case. The reason why I haven't seen it, and the reason why it hasn't like struck my fancy to go see this movie, is that the ad, that, the very long ad that I saw, looked like an ad for Stranger Things four, <laughs> and I was like. I don't, I barely, I may watch the new season of Stranger Things, but probably maybe no. And like, it looks like you're just making, like you're using it, but you know, you're using a word that I know, which is Ghostbusters, and then making a movie that I don't care to see very much because it is lost in some weird romance for the nostalgia of a time period that most of the audience didn't even experience. So it's like a made up fantasy land 
of the 80s movies aesthetic i'm like what is that i don't even Mm. know what that is like you guys are being nostalgic for something in a way that goes against what you're ostensibly being nostalgic for like ghostbusters does not feel like it's fine to make a whole new movie that doesn't feel like ghostbusters but to be nostalgic about ghostbusters is bizarre like that is not a that ghostbusters is a blunt movie about real jerks uh going up against snobs that's it there's nothing romantic about that movie at all like it's a it's a it's a fucking bill murray you know yeah comedy from the 80s like that's what it is it's a yes it's a cynical snappy clever uh witty witty movie uh that's wrapped into you know uh uh uh, lots of special effects and funky sci-fi right at the same time and and what's weird is that's what's unexpected about it especially back then you know no one had done that kind of stuff but but the base movie is very it's very simple it's very the jokes are very blunt they're very like it's a it's a weirdly conservative message which i think is i'm not conservative at all, but I think it's interesting that it's like, this is a pro small business, anti-government intervention movie, right? <laughs> like the fucking, the, the, yeah, the well, it's the height of Reaganism. So it's yeah. the height of Reaganism. It's a totally pro Reagan era movie. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, and so you make this movie that is nostalgic, that is selling this concept of nostalgia for that. Right. If it were nostalgic for that, actually you would make a bitter blunt, Bill Murray comedy from the eighties. You wouldn't make a weird jerk off ET Henry Thomas feel good movie because that's not what it was. Right. Like, what are you fantasizing about being 10? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. Like when, like the 10 year old who saw Ghostbusters, 13 year old who saw Ghostbusters, Dan Thron, like I like the dirty jokes and the, and, uh, and, uh, and the grossness. Like, that's what I liked. I didn't like the, isn't it wonderful to be a child and to be experiencing the magic of ghosts or whatever the fuck they're selling or right. the magic of the eighties? Like what is, this? I don't know. I like, I didn't, that's not the eighties. I, I, lived in. I don't know what you're what, fucking romant, romanticizing. Yeah. And you know, I am nostalgic for when things are fresh. I, I, I bring this up before, like, you know, uh, like I, I came home from college at one point and, and I turned on TV one summer. Um, and, uh, uh, and I was suddenly I, I saw uh, this band uh, play um, on MTV and they were playing a song called uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Right. And I was like, what the fuck did I yeah, just watch? Yeah. yeah that's there was amazing. nothing like that yeah. that was Super made fresh, at the time. New. I was right. like, this is the most awesome thing I've ever seen. Right. And it was but I didn't know if I liked it or not. It was so different. Right. right. And yeah. that's I was exciting. That was right? exciting to me. Yeah. And that is what I'm nostalgic for. Yeah. To say, <laughs> Feeling to say like not... I hadn't seen something. I've, I've right. never seen anything like this. So, so I would say that you are not like, you're not suffering nostalgia. I guess this is the way to say it. It's like, there are people that I know who suffer nostalgia, right? Which is to say, they believe that uh, they want to exist in the past when things were good in a way, in a fantastical way that they weren't right. Like, whereas what you want to experience is not a repeat of anything. What you want to experience is something fresh and new and excellent. Well, here's the thing. That's the feeling that you want. Right. My problem with today 
is that we don't have that. So I want to go in the past and experience. Oh, of course, because that's when you, that's the last time ever that was like that. That's the last time it happened. I don't think we're capable of doing things. And the thing that's happening now, right now, is that, you know, Gen Xers are the ones making movies, right? And that's why we have Ghostbusters and we have their childhood. Yeah. Baywatch, the movie and all this other shit that's happening. Right. And, and the, the sooner or the millennials are going to be the next ones. Yeah, right? of course. And we're going to have all the Rugrats movies and all that yeah, other crap. All that stuff. Right. Right. And then, and you know, like, and of course, the, like the boomers did this and everyone does this, you know, just like uh, everyone, everyone hits that, everyone hits that moment. But I think that like the, 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 the problem of it now is that uh, it is, okay, let's, instead of th- falling into the pit of nostalgia, like what we should do is say m- movies as they classically have been, right? Um, are no longer being risky in the way that really made a mark on us earlier, right? Because they've been entirely corporately co uh, like co-opted. Mm-hmm. And so you admit more and like 90% of what you see in the theater is um, corporate garbage, right? And, uh, and it's very frustrating that you can't get something new and fresh happening in that situation. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but it no longer exists in this particular format and media as it's normally delivered right now. Right. Right. It does exist on YouTube. It does exist on some streaming services. It is made right. by like, the, like it's elsewhere. Uh, and there's like, we've talked before, like there's all sorts of new channels of production and virtual production that are going to yep. take this over. Like that's the new fresh shit. That's the smells like teen spirit moment of movie making. Right. Uh, and it's all waiting in the wings right now. And, yeah. uh, and I think it's all loaded up to change. But did you, like, did, did you see, by the way, speaking of, of YouTube and Alan, by the way, uh, points out a couple of things, which I think are, are worth uh, saying is that I don't want more of what I love, but I do wish I could see the things I love again for the first time. Oh, well, sure. I mean, That's, I would love to, I, if I could wipe my mind out and see French connection again for the first time. Yes, of course. I would. Yeah. And I agree. And, I agree. Major difference. I wish people would replicate the elements that make things great as opposed absolutely. to actually putting. So I, 100%. I, I, I'm assuming that I, yes, I, I am on the same page as you, Alan. And, and I don't, dis- the thing is, I don't think we disagree. I think that like doing things really well is just doing them well. <laughs> like, right. They're not like, I'm not looking back and saying you have to do it like the old thing because the old thing is better because it's old. Like I'm saying, make a movie as good as French connection and you have my attention. Like that's something new to do. Do it in a brand new way. Don't rip off French connection, but make a movie that fucking good and that challenging. I'm with you 100%, right. you know, but if you make like the idea of making like, again, like I may see ghostbusters. Um, what's it called? Afterlife ghostbusters. Afterlife. I may, I may enjoy it. Maybe it's a good movie all by itself, but what is being sold. It makes as much sense to me as like making Caddyshack babies. <laughs> like like making like the teen like the 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 seventh grade version of animal house as a sequel right. like they what, did I, that they did that with ghostbusters as well remember they made like a saturday morning cartoon of ghostbusters yeah, it's junk these are junk. like it doesn't have to be junk like these things can be great no but that's because yeah. so many kids saw ghostbusters and they loved it as kids right. They yes. made the baby version of it. They made the baby version of it. Right, exactly. And so, like, you, and the thing is that you can't, like, I, I ragged on E.T. while I was ranting before a couple minutes ago. E.T. is actually a legit great film. 
Like, right. I, I, I think that E.T. is one of the best kids films ever made. It's incredibly moving every time I see it. It's brilliantly done. But it is a short step from E.T. to absolute trash. <laughs> like, if you don't do it that well, it's, it is the absolute worst example of what we were talking about before. Where you're, where you're just like, I want to get the easy points with the audience and make it as saccharine as possible because they're all a bunch of morons. And I'm right. going to give them the Hollywood ending because that's what I think they deserve. And uh, and that's what things like Ghostbusters Afterlife seem like to me. It might be, I might be totally wrong, but the packaging of that the, like stinks of corporate decision-making that has no faith in the people they're selling the product to. Like that's what grosses me out. It might be good. I don't know. I may never know because the advertising advertises something I don't want to experience. You know, so that's not nostalgia. That is like like I want to see something fucking good, dude. <laughs> like that's right. like I want to see something good. Stop selling me my old old pizza. Right. Right, right, right. Okay, I'm putting in the chat. I send this to you. Did you watch the short I sent you uh, on on our Slack? called uh dave a short by zach woods oh no i meant to with uh yeah no i didn't i'm not saying it's it is so good and interesting <clears throat> and it it does have it's good and it, in in it and yes it has in context that we're talking about it does have an ending that you can probably easily predict sure okay but in the context of him making it into a short, which is such a good idea to make, you, you could take this whole thing and make it on, you know, a, a two make hour a big movie. Out of it, yeah. But but he made it in this short and so concise and very good performances. The whole thing probably costs about five hundred bucks. Oh, nice! I can't wait to see this. Uh, Sorry to click on it yet. Yeah, so uh, you guys should click on that YouTube and 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 watch it. It's it's interesting. It's like the fact that it was put out by by Team Coco's. Uh, 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 youtube channel i was like okay i was expecting something really goofy and since it does have will ferrell in it i was like this is going to be goofy right. and not it's definitely got comedy in it but right. it's not goofy um uh anyway it's it's very interesting uh highly recommend it uh listen uh i think we probably gonna wrap it up a little early because i have a couple responsibilities on my no, side it would be good if i do that and eric's gone at this point but i think we've said some good had a good session did everyone enjoy themselves did anyone enjoy these uh this this uh this uh, uh twitch let you know let us know in the, in the well, i think chat. it was a very it, it was an excellent it turned into an excellent combination when it like just because like it's it's a single director uh both attempting two times for an oscar and one works because he actually goes he really honestly goes for the hollywood stuff and right owns it and the other one he goes for the hollywood stuff a little cynically and and, bo and botches it a little tiny bit yeah, yeah. he still got nominated because he gave yeah. everyone what they he gave the, you know what he did he gave the oscar people what they wanted yes exactly and now this is not to say that i think the movie is bad i don't think no. the movie is bad i think it's a good movie it is. um but it's the lower end of his film filmography just because you just go i want it like I, I, when i go to see an alexander Payne movie i want to come out and feel like i got I'm happy for getting a paper cut. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good, but I think we should uh, revisit his, his, his films as well. Oh yeah. Uh, so many good ones. And you have not seen citizen Ruth yet. Is that true? I have not seen citizen Ruth. No, I think I would be, I would love to hear what you think of citizen Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. That movie and, is. Whew. 
And I think we should do, you know, I think we should do a Jason Reitman at some point because I love Up in the Air and Thank You for mm -hmm. Smoking is also really good. So I don't know if those yep. two could pair together. Maybe they could. Maybe well, they, they can. pair on the Reitman front anyway. They oh, pair yeah. on... I will even I will even see Ghostbusters Afterlife to compare the three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See if he brings the if he actually brings the Reitman. bring some of that up. Like yeah. this Up in the yeah. Air is and that talk about Clooney performance. Oh, oh my one. god, another one. Yep, it's great. Yeah, because that is that too. is up there. Yep. And okay. uh, I also want to just quickly recommend I, uh, Michael Clayton is on uh, uh, Netflix, I believe, right now. Yeah. If you have not seen Michael Clayton, that is one of the best movies of the past 20 years. Okay. It is tremendous. Uh, and, if, and I can't believe it's not famous. And if you want super awkward comedy and very funny comedy, at home with Amy Sedaris. <laughs> yeah, I love it. This sounds good. This sounds good. <laughs> we got to have our good. recommends page that we keep saying. I know. Okay, get back to that. It's very true. We'll get back to that. All right, guys. I'm going to do... Uh, uh, drink and talk? Drink and talk, and then you can do the last one. Okay, I love <laughs> all right, it. All right, all right. Drink. Talk. Drink. Yay, we did it. All right, thanks, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night.